It's the Who's Your Sophisticated Show Question all the things that you know Steve likes the weed Steve likes the weed Tell about DMT The DMT Who's Your Sophisticated Show Who's Your Sophisticated Show Losers with the dreams Sophisticated blasphemy It's the Who's Your Sophisticated Show Question all the things that you know So let's set on my screen for the singularity It's the Hoosier Sophisticate Show The Hoosier Sophisticate Show from Hoosier Sophisticate. Let us all remember we are only as good as our last breath. Welcome to this powerful meditation to get you motivated. Make sure you are positioned comfortably for the duration of this session. Take three deep breaths at your own pace. And on the last breath, let your eyes close. Bring your awareness to something that motivates you. What popped in your mind? Simply observe how your body and mind react to this image or thought that appeared. There is no wrong answer. We all experience different thoughts in response and all thoughts are valid. Allow your mind to meditate on what motivates you unchallenged. Do not judge yourself. What motivates you? Sometimes we may feel a lack of motivation. Sometimes we feel we must do or perhaps even want to do, but that we can't seem to find the energy for. Observe this feeling of not being motivated with compassion. It is okay to feel unmotivated from time to time, so do not be too hard on yourself. Though this is unwanted behavior, it happens to even the best of us. So now, breathing and sinking just a little bit deeper into the depths of your own mind, know this, that if you are willing to show up, you are willing to be transformed by whatever it is you are doing for the better. Simply showing up is enough to be a catalyst for success. Just sitting down in front of whatever it is you know you must do, but have a la- the motivation towards is the beginning of powerful motivation. That is enough. 
The act of doing is where the bliss is hidden. When you proceed in doing, this bliss is revealed to you as a reward. So see yourself doing something you may have been previously unmotivated to do. Now see yourself unlocking the happiness of accomplishment along the way. All tasks, however large or small, contain within them the ability to produce a state of flow. Being in a nice flow is considered an optimal state of being. Flowing produces motivation. When people of various backgrounds the world over are asked to describe the moments in their life in which they felt the happiness, the happiest, they all describe behaviors, patterns, and experiences that divine flow. Notice the flow of your breath, the flow of these words, the flow of this meditation. One of the easiest experiences to identify with flow is noticing the disappearance of time. A moment where suddenly looking towards the clock and discovering that two hours has gone by out of nowhere. That is when you were caught in the flow of life. Immersing yourself in a task with this effortless flow is easier than you think. The tasks that most consistently produce this sensation of timeless flow within us end up being what we pursue for the rest of our lives, bringing us the most joy. Remember now those times when you were caught in the flow of motivation. What causes you to lose your sense of time? Become aware that all tasks hold this bliss if you only allow it. If you value the process of doing and the product of your doing, you come to find that simply starting the process with the right attitude is enough to get you motivated. The process itself, the art of doing, is where the bliss resides. Remember this important piece of information. The act of doing creates true bliss. This is where the flow is. This state of optimal being experienced by all humans the world over. So if you feel unmotivated to do something, ask yourself why you are unmotivated. Does the task seem inherently boring to you? Or perhaps it is too challenging. Maybe you fear imminent failure. These are merely common concerns, typical thoughts that one may experience while feeling unmotivated. Observe these thoughts as if they are coming out of a loudspeaker. Now turn that loudspeaker around and hold it, in, hold it to your mouth in your imagination and say out loud with confidence, I am motivated. I complete tasks in record time. I have clear intentions, so I accomplish things with ease. I deserve to be successful. I am always motivated to get more done than I planned. My mind is focused and my energy is clear. I am motivated to exercise. I am motivated to cook healthy foods. I don't look for easy things. I look for challenging things. I push myself because no one else will but me. Motivation starts when I start a task. Willpower is something that comes naturally to me. I reach my goals through the power of dedication. Being motivated may not come easy, 
but it is rewarding. My life is full of purpose. I am confident in what I do, and that in turn makes me motivated. I'm so motivated that others are inspired by me to become motivated themselves. Good. Shout these affirmations to every level of your awareness. When you are ready, rise from your meditation, feeling more motivated than you ever have before. He's the strongest one He's the coolest one He's the strongest one He's the coolest one The strongest one in the schoolyard The coolest one in the schoolyard He's the strongest one in the schoolyard He's the coolest one in the schoolyard She's looking at me oh so hard In the schoolyard we don't play games In the schoolyard it's not about fame In the schoolyard you fall in love The schoolyard is all of my love When you fall in love in the schoolyard You fall in love in the schoolyard
Good morning. It's the Hoosier Sophisticate Show. What's up, ladies and germs? How are you, Steve-O? What's going on today, buddy? Don't worry, guys. I'm actually really here. <laughs> you probably didn't know that because I had my invisibility cloak on. <sighs> I don't want to freak you guys out. Uh, Facebook's trying to shut you down for what? Uh, drugs. Uh, well, I don't even know what to do anymore about it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm a drug man. You're a drug dude? I'm a drug man. You're a drug man. Well... Oh, Oh, that one was hilarious. That's about the COVID shot making dicks bigger. Facebook is going to shut down our group because someone posted a joke about the COVID vaccine potentially making enlarging penis size. Is that really hundred million fucking trillion percent. Read it. Read it on air for these fucking simple fucks. Pizza check. Yeah, what, what is it? The image of a television broadcast claiming that the COVID-19 vaccine enlarges one's penis is untrue. <laughs> well, you know, I mean... I, I hope. You know, a guy can dream, can't he? Burns down. I hope Facebook's... I really, no, I truly do. When I, when I say, like, I wish the worst on uh, Mark Zuckerberg and everything that he's created uh, in Silicon Valley. I truly do. If tomorrow Facebook was completely gone from this earth. I'm only sharing Twitch everywhere. See, I'm only sharing to Twitch. I got it on my phone right now. Yep. I'm actually, uh, I sh- I, I'm supposed to be unbanned in nine minutes. I've been banned for three days. Uh, they did not give me a reason. They did not give me a post as to what. Listen. I got to know what I did wrong. Otherwise, I don't know not to do it again, right? I assume it was everything. Well, here's the thing. I realize that um, comedy is lost in text often. I get that. I understand that. So, like, you know, if I happen to comment on something like, God, I want to punch this cocksucker in the face, uh, that is considered a threat of violence by the the AI overlords. Talking to me. Hi. I'm in Delaware. Am I in three now? I don't know what you are. You switched them all up. I don't think so. I think it should be two. No, I'm in three. Okay. Well, swap them out if you want. I think uh, two is on the right, the far right of the desk over there. So anyway, I woke up uh, Saturday morning with a three-day ban for something. I, I, I Again, I don't know what I did, which makes it all very difficult. But here, you know... But the AI, it can Hello? consistently do... AI. Hello? Yeah, you, that's peaking. That looks real good. What's it peaking? Just redlining. Just pegging it, bud. You're just pinning the fucking peg, bud. Uh, but, you know, the robots, they can do and say whatever they want. So, what are you, what are you doing, bud? Just tracking it. Just tracking it. Sure oh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. We had a lot of guests in here last night. Okay, we're playing games, had guests. It's Tuesday. Tuesdays are tough. Oh, dude, yeah. tough Tuesdays, what we call them. Toughy Tuesdays, what, what we call them. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed having my brother-in-law in here last night. I didn't even drop that little tidbit of information. Everybody, I think my wife pretty well brought everybody up to speed. But Brian's my brother-in-law. I'm, uh, I'm very uh, fortunate uh, to have such cool in-laws. Um, <coughs> I always look forward to being able to get together, uh, 
You know, that, that's one reason why I love Thanksgiving or, or any of the holidays is I get to get together with guys like Brendan and we get to fucking wax poetic and talk about, you know, what, what we're doing, how we support our communities, how we grow our communities, how we intersect our communities. Um, and I feel like last night was a pretty productive conversation. I thought we had some fun. Uh, it got out there. It got out there a couple of times. Got weirder after it got, the cameras. Got a, got a little strange. Do. Uh, got a little strange. The old didgeridoo, bud. So, anywho, uh, Steve-O, <clears throat> one of the things we talk about regularly, and the people know this. Let me just pull up our chat cam. We haven't. Uh, would you imagine? Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Last time I was banned for 30 days, they didn't tell me either. Last night was fun. Good morning, gents. Would you imagine company would be run by AI in the future? I Yeah, I think I think. Uh, it definitely will hold being run right will, now by right now AI. you cannot you cannot it's being run right now by AI. so i actually had this idea the other day uh because facebook has yeah. facebook has um they have no appeal process they have no sure they do they have no appeal process yeah, they, you, can, they, you can just push a button and it'll say do you think this is wrong <laughs> well then now they now you can do like a report a problem but then you have to like Get a screenshot of what you think they got wrong. Anyway. Uh, so I'm searching all over. I found, I had a friend of mine found the other day. I, I don't know what you're doing, but. <laughs> Just bring one up. Uh, <laughs> friend of mine found the other day and sent to me uh, a phone number to call for Facebook. And I think that would be awesome to do live on air. There's no way they have a number. Oh, they got a number. That they answer? They got, I don't know. Right Let's want to do it right now. Yeah. Well, I, I think I should probably rather. Uh, we got nothing else going. <laughs> I, yeah, I, was say, I, I think maybe maybe tomorrow or something we'll get it together. Six five zero five four three forty eight hundred. Everybody There's called. There's no that way they're answering that. Uh, press two for law enforcement. Three for business development what? and advertising. Four for marketing. What do, you, what do you mean law enforcement, buddy? What do you, I'm just telling you what the prompts are. I'm okay? just asking you. <laughs> Five for press and editorial issues. Six for employee verification. And seven to leave a message about an issue relating to a non-technical issue. So I think what we should probably do is run through the entire gamut of, of phone options. I think we should go two through seven. Probably stay away from number one. Two, yeah, yeah. The law enforcement, yeah, I'll do that doing? one last. What are we doing? Facebook police? No, well, well it's clear. It's clear what Facebook is. I mean, Facebook that... is a CIA-funded uh, You're going to call the cops through this number? That's, what I, that's how I understand that's how I understand it, but not to be asking you questions. Yeah, what do you? Something what do you want me? To, what do you want me to tell you? I, I'm reading. Apologize I'm reading. For that. What do you want me to, to tell you? Conversation in the morning. <laughs> what do you want me? To, what do you want me to tell you, bud? I just gave you a phone number and what the options are. I can only imagine. I remember I can looking only for. Only imagine. Is that a song? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a it's a it's a Jesus song, actually. Hang on a minute. Surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I stand for you, Jesus? You are making that I'm up. I'm not making it up, man. How can I make that up, bud? Not good. <laughs> You're going to say, oh, you want to see how many albums I could only imagine sold, bud? Hundreds oh, of millions. Sure billions, dude. People are bought It's It's that. a song by Mercy Me. How dare you? Put a little fucking respect on Mercy Me. They made a movie out of the song. Mercy Me. Oh, Mercy, mercy me. Listen, that's not it. Oh, things ain't what they used to that's be now. That's, that's sold the exact opposite. Of oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, this isn't Catholic. This isn't a whatever. I, you think, listen, let me, I don't, let me just, I don't know. this is something. Jenny and I were going over that Catholic 
a Christian. Well, this I don't is know. this is a thought that Catholics Whatever. are Christians. This is a thought I know, that I but had. Then, like not every Christian. No, believe not, not every Catholic is a Christian. Not every no. every Christian is a Catholic. Not every Catholic is a Christian. No, vice versa. Every Catholic is a Christian. Not every Christian is a Catholic. Every Roman Catholic is a Christian. Is a Christian. Not every Christian is a Catholic. I right. So, uh, and and this is something I feel like maybe They're all I need wrong. to. It feels like so, it's something I feel like I, maybe I need to clear. They're up. all equally wrong. If you look like me, <laughs> if you are a a white, uh, yeah, we went over this last night. No. I already feel bad about it. Okay. <laughs> if you look like me, uh, and you went to a church filled with people that also look like me, and your church had a bass player. We didn't go to the, we don't, we don't talk to the same God. I mean, we kind of do in theory, but you know, give me, give me fucking stone walls and Gregorian chants, bud. I, I don't, I, let's get weird. <laughs> let's, I'm trying to get weird in drum, church. Something. Uh, anyway, Every once in a while, Miss Hunter come you out. Better be fucking, you better put some respect on, on Mercy Me's uh, name. Hey man, 99.1 always gets me. You know, when you're doing the scan in your car, I'm scanning, I'm driving. I'm scanning. The biggest driving. Christian hit ever. I'm scanning. I'm driving. <laughs> the biggest Christian hit ever. As of scanning, 2018. Driving. Uh, driving. Then I hit 991 and I'm like, oh, this sounds like a great song. And I look down and, and I'm like, got you. you tricked me. They got you. You tricked me. You're, They're just like, you were G chord, C chord, D chord, and here we are. And now we're going to harmonize because you can't not like people harmonizing right 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 this is all i needed in my church i needed some of this we had none of this you couldn't even clap in church okay couldn't do any of that well there was a couple songs where, nope, that, couldn't clap. Clappers. Couldn't we, clap. we had a couple clappers in church well, well anywho uh uh that was uh brennan england br E N N A N. Uh, you can. There was a nice little cover story on him on people to watch in the Missouri cannabis industry with Mo Greenway. Uh, I love him to death. He's near and dear to me. He's my brother-in-law. Uh, I think he's doing awesome stuff. I think he's a uh, a steward of the community. I think that the cola is a place, and we talked about. We really only talked about it a little bit, but one of uh, one of the coolest. My, my, all of my experiences at the COLA have been kind of what we talked a little bit about last night, where it really is an amalgamation of uh, uh, many different types of people, uh, different, uh, different interests, uh, and, and the COLA just kind of facilitates a lot of common interests, the main one obviously being cannabis that we share in common, but also there are multiple gaming systems, there's chess boards, there's pool tables, there's all kinds of places, you know, places to play board games. Uh, it's just a place for you to go hang out, uh, connect through the plant, talk about some ideas. We tried to have a, um, uh, I thought we had a very good conversation last night about social equity, about what that even looks like. Good morning, Skittles. Getting up in them trees oh, today, bud. Not Skittlets today, uh, bud. It's too early for Skittlets. Blunt Man to Kill sang that song in church growing up. That's Fair right. Enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 2.5. Uh, million albums sold, the highest uh, best-selling Christian single of all time. So maybe, for them. maybe you want to get a little culture. Good for them. Um, I got enough of that culture. Maybe you want got to learn a little bit culture. about. It. You didn't get got any a, of this yeah, one. Got no. plenty of it. Got four, four, four hours a day. Three hour, two hours a day. What they pump us with? About two, two and a half hours a day. Teach me math. 
Teach me math, teach bud. Teach me math, bud. Well, teach me. Uh, let me go know, through man. the classics. I've let me seen... go through the classics. Okay. Well, I that's, just, that's actually one of the things that uh, I, I, I uh, am grateful for with my, my Catholic religion uh, upbringing is that our I felt like our, especially having switched over to a larger public school, which felt like they were running laps around me when I got there when it came to, like, math and science well, or, yeah, or band. But, like, when it came to, like, literature, reading, anything like that, I'm like, you guys Liturgy are, of the word? I'm like, you guys are reading this in <laughs> sophomore year? I think we knocked this one out in fifth grade, guys. No one understood it. But no one understood it, but we covered it. <laughs> but we did talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> we diagrammed It's way over our head. <laughs> we diagrammed sentences. <laughs> oh. so, yeah, I get it. So uh, what are you going to do? No, I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. I had a good time. I had a real good time. I, I don't know any better, so I think it was great. Oh, no, that's kind of like I'm running the biggest experiment on my kids because, you know, I, I could have fucking told you all the Bible and Jesus stories back in the day. Mm-hmm. I was in. I was bought in, bud. I was buying into the 12 apostles, and I loved all the Bible me stories. Too. I was a New Testament guy, man. Give me some of that New Testament. I didn't like the Old Testament. I actually thought the Old Testament was a little more fun. Oh, it was definitely a better read. Yeah, it was like it was way it was more like But that. at least Jesus was like, hey, dude, you fucked up. All right, man, we'll fucking we'll figure something out. Uh, Old Testament God's like, oh, dude, you fucking looked at your own dick You're wrong. a pillar of salt. Yeah, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> oh, looking dick explodes. You know what I mean? Like I kinda, how many I kinda, stories I kind of like that exploding. guy for real. Uh, looking back on it, yeah, he's more entertaining. And so he's, you know, he's a showman. A, it's a gamble. He's either a showman. Way, oh, you, know? you don't believe in me? Well, check this out. Here's a peacock in your ass. Buddy. Yeah, and if you came up with a good enough story, like you're pregnant, we're going to stone you. You're like, uh, uh, God put the baby in there, and everyone's like, shit, really? No doubt. And you're like. Like like I have this whole I want to shoot a whole movie where Jesus is just a dude who's really good with sleight of hand and he's just charismatic pretty likely and you know he was kind of just you know a hermit lived in the woods maybe gay uh, you know kind of build this character up and then all of his friends are like oh dude you see that. Like, he walks out and, like, is collecting shells at low tide or whatever, but he just knows he's figured out when tides come in and shit, and the simpletons in his village haven't really figured that out, so he goes and walks out in the morning, and the water looks like it's out there, but it's just the tide, and totally about as deep, and his buddy's like, he's fucking walking on water, dude. <laughs> and then these simple fucks are like, we have this wedding, and there's no fish and bread. And he's like, dude, I've been fucking, like, a little squirrel just stored up. And he's like, let me go back, and I'll go get some. Yeah. He comes back, you know, 20 minutes later, it's not like he just instantly does it. And people are like, he turned to fucking shit. He turned the water into wine. I saw it. And it's all these stories that get outlandish until the point he's like, fine, it's cool. He's kind of like living it up. He's like, oh, okay, you know, I get free drinks in the, the sure. bars I go to. I really don't want to talk to anybody. But then, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, the Romans start getting involved. Uh, uh, Pontius Pilate, the uh, what's our boy Marty Radel's favorite thing to say? The uh, the Pharisees start. Oh, he calls people Pharisees. It's <laughs> uh, it's amazing. And then uh, you know, then they're like, he's the son of man. You know, and he's like, no, 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 guys, guys, could we uh, could we chill out on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're fucking. They got a fucking bounty out on my head. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. You think so, you can maybe keep it down? I always thought that was fun because the experiment I'm running with my kids. <laughs> I thought that was fun. <laughs> the experiment with my kids is they don't know anything. I, I teach them all the religions, you know. Whenever there's an opportunity to learn about religion, I teach them what I know, you know. Uh-huh. 
And the other day, Ivan was wrestling, and they're playing. They always played superheroes. So they're messing around. And they're like, I'm Wolverine. I got these claws, and okay, cool. I'm, uh, I'm Vision. I can control time. I'm going to go back. Or Doctor Strange. I'm going to, you know, they, they yell out who they are. I'm Black Panther now. I can take your power and hit you. You know, they're always changing things. And at one point goes... Uh, Ivan goes, I'm Jesus, and I have all the powers. Fair enough. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Oh, shit, where'd he get that from? You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been putting that I am doing that. So it's interesting to, uh, to see that because, you know, there was a time when it was like, how is your child going to learn morals at a public school? Oh, yeah. Without yeah, morality the escapes whole it. Morality thing. escapes all those godless heathens. Yeah, I'm not under how without the fear of hell at the end of this trip. Yeah, how does this work? And the Ten Commandments and learning about Jesus, <laughs> like the three major things you gotta do to keep your shit straight. Yeah. It's the only way you're going and to public school kids were just jerking off. It was guilt straight, free. They, they were it was a nudist colony. <laughs> jerking off. And they off. were just bumping uglies everywhere. Guilt. Free, man. And as a Catholic kid, I was like, oh, man, I bet they're fucking doing all sorts of stuff. Drugs. Public school. No doubt. What an I, idiot. Well, you were a total idiot. Still a bud. Still I just want to talk to sweet just baby. Let's rap, Spunk. Steve. Ooh, squirt. Alan. <laughs> God dang it, boy. Let's rap. It's too early for the ooh, squirt, bud. Let's rap, Spunk, Steve. God dang. You guys religious? Uh, I don't know. What does that mean? I'm not, I'm, uh, I, I hate the whole I'm not religious, I'm spiritual thing. Do but, you? Uh, uh, well, as much as I hate when people say, I love you to the moon and back. I don't doubtful, know. Because that's my awesome least way. favorite thing. Do you hate uh, that too? I, hate I, that too. I, hate it with me. I've been, yeah, sure. I've been in, uh, yeah. I mean, in my own little ethos, I've, I feel as though I've been in the presence of God. It didn't look like anything anybody told me it was going to look like or she was going to look like or it was going to look like when I was uh, a kid. But, uh, yeah, I've got some ideas. I don't, I don't, I don't you know, there's, I, it has, there, it is, there are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules in this religion. Uh, but I have, you know, I got to thinking about that. I feel like if you talk to, like, some power Catholics, right, that were still, like, conservative, uh, anti-drug, you know, and you said, hey, what do you believe? And, you, you know, you quiz them and you'd be like, this is the fucking, this is the weird shit that goes on in my brain when I'm driving, right? I have these conversations with imaginary people. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm a madman. Uh, and I'm like, you know, what, what, it, what does it mean? Teach me like I'm five. What it means to take a holy communion in, in the Catholic Church. Right? Well, you do so. it when you're seven. So. Sure. Yeah. So you have a great grasp on everything that you're, you know, that you're actually participating in. But, you know, you ask somebody who is kind of a proud Catholic, uh, you know, who's uh, steep in the history of Catholicism, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's very simple. You see, when the, when the priest is praying over the the host and the wine, you know, the body, and the, uh, you know, the the body and the blood, bread. the bread and the wine, yeah." Bread. Um, one bread, you know, one, one body, that's a jam. One Lord of all. Good tune. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and in that moment when he says, you know, 
Uh, One cup of blessing which we bless. They always used to sing that during that part, or they're fucking kind of going through emotions. When they're they're, uh, offering the gifts, the gifts of the Lord. Well, I feel like when he's making the jam. Oh, ours was that was he was usually singing a lot to himself because that was the <laughs> yeah. that was the part that anyone who uh, was an educator of mine would say the most important part of the entire service. I know they're if gonna you didn't pay if you didn't pay attention uh, to anything, you know, if you didn't pay attention to the first reading or the second reading or the responsorial psalm or you know uh, any of these things, make sure that you are uh, you are witness to you know. Through him, with him, and him, you know, when he's doing this in whole the unity thing. of the Holy Spirit, yours is the body of God, all glory is yours forever and ever. Well, my priest would do something similar, he'd go, Go, silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cheerleader. That's a native hemp. That's a cheerleader. Uh, call back there. So, uh, in that moment, when the priest then has the host, we'll say, you Fuck know, and me. he's got the bread and he holds it up. Fuck me. He's showing it to everyone. In that moment, when he puts it down and he, you know, he sets it down and then he genuflects in front of it, right? Yep. yep. In that moment, that bread is turning into Jesus's body. <laughs> okay. Now, all right, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's fine. I was all in, dude. Rinse and repeat. Me too. And I was like, oh, fuck. in that moment, I would, I would really pray hard, man. I'd be like, man, just, just be good. You make sure the transfer of his body is in that real, real <laughs> You good really life. thought that? Never, no. never, ever. No, but I did like close my eyes and like kind of like focus on what oh, was man. going on. Oh man, I was always like the balls on this fucking priest to get to up sing, there is acapella, singing acapella all day like he's fucking. Uh, he's not good. Bobby McFerrin. My guy's not good. My guy was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesus. <laughs> come meet me. Oh, shit. Shit. I'm Jesus. Come meet me now. <laughs> I would have went to that church. I would have went to that church too. So, all right. So, anyway, so you're asking this Catholic about what's taking place, and they're explaining that to you, and they're like, "Okay, in this moment, Jesus is turning into the body. Uh, Jesus, the bread and wine are turning into Jesus's body and blood, and then you are going to take the sacrament, and by taking that sacrament." Uh, you are, you know, you're entering communion with God and that, and it's one of the most important things in our faith. And that's why what didn't they believe. just have us eat mushrooms instead of, this is what I'm getting to. So it's like, so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's like, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I'm with that. Like you, you believe, you believe, and it takes a fair amount of make believe, right? Like enough make believe that, you know, that you're not giving children alcohol, you're rather giving them Jesus' blood. So we're at least participating in a little bit of <coughs> make-believe, okay? And that's fine. That's okay. Uh, so, and then you would ask them, how important is that sacrament to your faith? And most Catholics would say, well, it's, it's wildly important. It's, it's so important, in, in fact. I don't want to be the asshole sitting down. <laughs> While everybody else is up getting, it's so body important that we have we have a uh, uh, you know we have a, a, a holy uh, a sacrament that we celebrate. It's one of the seven big things in our religion that you can kind of graduate through. Okay, so then you're like, cool, awesome, I'm with it. I support you in drinking wine and eating bread and pretending it's Jesus. I also have a sacrament. It looks like a bunch of different things, but it takes me to the same place. It takes that altar that that guy up there that's singing on, it takes that and it multiplies it by a magnitude of 
12 billion. Well, aren't you just better than the Catholic Church? Not at all. That's what it sounds like. Not at all. You got bigger altars. My sacrament just takes me there. My steeple's bigger. (laughs) My my altar's bigger. My tabernacle (laughs) has way way weirder shit. All right. Uh, Bottom line is, I too have a sacrament. And it is, at at this point, as as the kid who closed his eyes so tight and prayed uh, because that because I was taught that was the most important moment in a in a service. <clears throat> I was trying to buy into that because maybe maybe the the you know we're taught at least and it feels like that the most powerful we can be is connecting with the divine, the thing that created all of this, right? Well, I found that. I later found that as an adult in a, in the darkest time of my life when life seemed disposable and unimportant. I found something that the same amount of prayer went into, except when I took it, I didn't have to make believe anymore. I didn't have to make believe anymore. It took me to a place. It took me to. It wasn't on my own. I think you're still buying in, though, to a certain extent. Well, because I I mean, I've I've had psychedelic experiences where I wanted to get to that point. Maybe I haven't put as much intention as I should, but. And there's ways to get deeper and deeper and deeper. But I'm not sold on that that's the afterlife and that that oh. is uh, the, the other realm. You know, I'm still at a point where I'm like, man, maybe it's if just it's fucking not, darkness. Afterwards. Yeah, if it's not. Then, like before then, I was born, maybe it's like that afterwards. Because, you know, I want to believe. That's what I think it is. That's what I think it is. It's whatever it was before you were born. But which, we just have no memory of it. Yeah. And and, and that and, could be it, but you don't know. Who cares what it is? There's no there's no Yeah, that's where I'm saying. You know, like, there, yeah. there's no um <clears throat> I mean it would suck to be stuck there's in like no anxiety of atta- damnation. I, I, guess, I guess there's no anxiety attached to that for me. Be- because of that because of that knowing that, you know, uh I don't remember what it was like before I was born. Isn't that the same thing people do for religion though? They Use it as something to get rid of their anxiety for death? Maybe. Maybe. Except oh, I think that's a huge part of religion to say, after I die, I get to go here? Yeah. That's the whole playbook for some people. I, I guess. I, 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 I guess. Yeah. I suppose so. I mean, that, in a way, that's why I have no fear of death, right? Is because I feel as though I've had visions of the eternal. Now, they yeah. may have just been uh, my own makeup right now sure. there is a lot of crossover with a lot of people uh and we've got a we've got oh, an Jesus article fuck talking you all right i almost tossed it oh. i hit my shit and almost that would have like been fun this. there's enough crossover with people who have had uh psychedelic experiences entheogenic experiences where they've not communicated and they've maybe not had we, we talked about it you know like before i had an ayahuasca experience i had no idea why a jaguar would be pre- would be presented to me or present in my deal, and uh, why it would be doing something seemingly why it would seemingly be laughing? What kind of cat laughs at you? You know, and then all yeah, of a ca- sudden, cat laughing you know, fucking me? Yeah, I'll fucking bud. slap a cat around. But <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, and then you know, and then whatever we talk about, Aubrey Marcus. Like three years later, he explains this very same laughing jaguar, and it's like. I'm like, you know, I can understand totems, you know, I, I, and, and all of those kind of ideas being put in my brain because I remember kind of reading up, studying about ayahuasca before I did it. And, you know, they, they talk about how many times there are these, there, and, and there are uh, in traditional ayahuasca ceremonies, yahe ceremonies, 
you'll pray in kind of the four cardinal directions. And in each of those directions, you have a, a different animal totem that's kind of been present through these indigenous ceremonies for thousands of years. So you have the condor, you have uh, the jaguar, the hummingbird, and the serpent. And, um, and so, like, you know, I, I kind of knew those things, but I didn't know, wh- I, I didn't know anything about the jaguar, for sure. Um, uh, and I, people, you know, and they said, well, you know, these, these different animals might present themselves, uh, these animal totems may present themselves in different ways. Some people feel like there's a snake writhing through them as that's their purge or what it feels like their purge as the medicine's moving through them. And some people have like these nervous butterfly feeling. They equate that to the condor. Some people feel like big ominous energy around them. And that's the, the, the condors, the, the flapping of the condor's wings. This goes back. But I didn't know what the jaguar did. And when I had this experience, you know, I just have this, this, this big cat, this big jungle cat, who is kind of moving uh, through me. And when he does, it hurts me. Like, it, it's, it, I'm, I'm wincing. Uh, but then once I kind of figure out how to come to grips with that, uh, then all of a sudden I'm not – like I, I was at peace and this cat curls up next to me and is laughing like it's just my body, dude. And I'm like, OK, it's fine. Like this is more pleasant than whatever was happening before <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> but when I come back to, the, you know, afterwards, when we're all kind of sharing our experience, you know, I don't really know how to explain this other than I had this fucking laughing jungle cat next to me the whole time. It's kind of kind of it would be creepy if it wasn't so uh, like. Uh, not unique. What's the word I'm looking for? If it wasn't so like genuine to the experience, you know what I mean? Like it felt like the Cheshire cat in that, like it would kind of fade in and out of this thing that I was dealing with, but each time kind of with this reassuring sheepish giggle and okay. So I'm, 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 I'm getting sidetracked a little bit, but, <laughs> but the, the point is, is like I, I had this, this experience that was, uh, so incredibly unique that I, I've never seen anything to it that would have put that in my brain. You fast forward, I fast forward a couple of What did they years. tell you about the animals before you went in? Um, well, in the beginning, there's an invocation. Um, uh, so the ayahuascaro is uh, saying this prayer after everyone has been, um, uh, and Parangi has a great one, uh, like recorded. It's really great. I'll play for it later. Um, but yeah, it's, it's this opening prayer, uh, that prays in the four cardinal directions and each, and, and each one is like a short prayer to these animal totems, uh, to help you help carry you through this medicine experience. So, um, anyway, the point is, is that, is that, um, you know, we, I had this really religious experience and it was, it was not only what felt like unique to me, but it was, it was intimate to me. And then somebody else had like the same experience. And then as I kind of studied that, I realized that there are many people who have this experience with this particular totem and he carries these same personality traits. I don't know what that is. What is morphic resonance? You know, if not, if not some universal uh, alignment and connection that we have with not only other people and uh, animalia and life and things like that, but also with previously 
lived lives, uh, spirit, spirits that were once here before? Um, know. You know, is that some Someone kind wants of, me to go see a medium. <clears throat> I think I'm going to do it. Do you, do you think you could suspend disbelief long enough? To oh, I, I, I 100. It's not. See, uh, Jen and I were talking about this. I don't not believe it. I am 100% bought in on energy and and uh, morphic resonance and fields uh, of energy and all that shit. I know. I know everything's vibrating. I get that. And I get there's a way to probably unlock that. I have room for fucking everything like there you just really got to prove it to me like it's really because once i started reading about the cold readings uh stuff like that's when i was like oh shit you know i might be getting duped here um but i don't think it's a i have to suspend my belief i think i just need the person to say something and it doesn't have to be like your grandma says exactly this or this person they just have to hit me with something that i know they couldn't have picked up on a Facebook post or something, you know, to yeah, where they're, yeah. or if they're not just so vague that I go, oh yeah, they were probably talking about this person. Cause that's what I saw a lot of times on those cold readings. People wanted to hear something and the person would just keep guessing until they hit. No, no doubt. And then the person's like, yes, you, you did it. And it also kind of fucks me up. Cause I'm like, what's the harm in that? They just told them their dead relative still loves them and is in peace in the afterlife. And this person on earth has been experiencing excruciating times mm-hmm. because they can't get over the death. A medium comes and says, hey, they're good. They're in heaven and they're having a good old time in Cloud City. Oh, sweet. You know, how's the view from sugar heaven, bitch? Super troopers. Uh, so that was the worst re-saying of that line ever. <laughs> I like it. But I, so that, that I struggle with that because I struggle with what's truth. What have I talked? What are the stories I tell myself and mm-hmm. what is truth? Is truth the stories I've told myself? Like then if those are the stories I tell myself, then I can kind of tell myself ever, anything. And it's all of these kind of uh we live in a meme society so it's like hey man you know fake it till you make it or you know like these little short memes just don't believe like, that the covid vaccine will make your dick bigger <laughs> yeah, then you'll shut down then your you're shutting down all of your virtual existence um so you know you go through this this whole thing and i feel like when uh, if you get to a point where you're just believing in things to believe them in these truths you tell yourself what what is real what like when i i was totally bought in on on jesus and thought that was just it it was all i was exposed to mm-hmm. it was all my family was it was i was like oh yeah jesus is god this is a whole deal and then when i started to understand i'm like oh my god there are so many other people believe and i was always uh, uh, I, I i so intrigued and and in wonderment and awe of native americans and their the way they lived and the bond with the earth and their gods were like, we needed some rain. So we prayed to the rain God, pretty simple deal. They didn't have this whole thing where it's like, Oh yeah, there's this Jesus guy and these people killed him. And then he had to carry it. It's like, what the fuck? You know, there's a bunch of crazy stories with all of that. I love to hear the, the, the lore or whatever, you know, the old tales of native Americans, but it's like, okay. So everyone who doesn't believe in Catholicism and what I believe is 
going to hell. Like, mm-hmm. that was the first point I was starting to go, well, we got some flaws on, in yeah. this system. Mm-hmm. Like, as I remember asking a teacher, so everyone who didn't meet Jesus just, or, or didn't, you know, get rid of their original sin or whatever, they're in hell and they're like, yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough go. You know, maybe purgatory for some of them. I'm saying. Sure. And I'm like, purgatory sucks worse. <laughs> like, the hell sounds at least like if, something's going it, on. Uh, listen. But purgatory is a space. And heaven, babies used to go there. If heaven is happiness and hell is anger or sadness. Purgatory is And purgatory is indifference. I'll give me fucking one of the other <laughs> For of the real? Because I've been here that for eternity. That used to scare me, dude. Pur- purgatory. Indifference is a... <laughs> so I wonder if... And then I started to get into psychedelics. Mm-hmm. So then, and especially DMT was the one that really made me go, oh, okay, there might be some sort of, I do think there's some sort of grand design, you know? Do you? But I think the grand design is 50% chaos. Oh, a mil- yes. So that, you know, I always think the grand design always had to be like, there's someone in control of all of this. And yeah, here he is clicking the buttons to the computer screen. No, I, now I, my understanding is like, no, it's kind of this, everything is this balance. What I've just experienced in life, everything is this balance. So if consciousness is a balance, then everything is just this, this yin and yang, yoink and yoink. Yeet and yoink. <laughs> Yeet and yoink. That's like up to 1,200. <sighs> So then I started to get into psychedelics, and I was wondering if I was maybe doing the same thing with psychedelics, what I was doing with religion, where I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. This is it. I'm getting it. And I I did find it weird that there are all these totems. But then I'm also like, I don't want to turn uh, psychedelics into a religion because I didn't like what religion. But then I'm like, no, no, no. It wasn't religion wasn't necessarily the bad thing about what you were all believing in. Cause you know, I was like 17 or 18 when I hit this moment where I was like, what my entire belief structure. Right. Huh? I mean, it's a heavy thing looking back on it. I'm like, shit. And I had some dark years when I was like, I don't believe in anything. That's a, now. Uh, that's exactly I had two what I was years where to. I was like, I believe in nothing. And then I started to do psychedelics and I was like, Ooh, there's something, there's something going on, mm-hmm. whether it be this or that or the other, I know, I feel like I know some of the things I was lied to about, so sure. therefore religion's bad. I don't want to take something that I think is spiritual, you know, like you're saying to begin this, yeah. the spiritual versus religious. I don't want it to be something like that, you know, okay, am I just making something good bad and taking something bad and saying it was all bad instead of taking the good things from that and adding it to the good things of this and making it my own fucking that's right. deal. Well, that's, I think the biggest the biggest hang up that we probably that anybody who had like a, a not even a strict Christian upbringing, like even just like the the, the, the I don't know that ours was that strict, right? I like don't it think was so. it was regimented. Yeah, yes. and that's okay. That was the deal. it was a regimented religious upbringing. They just hit you with and a couple so hours when every you day. when you grow up with that when you grow up with that conditioning, you are also kind of conditioned to believe that there is a hierarchy within your spirituality. There are there are people that you have to go through in order to get closer to God. Oh, and, for sure, and, and and I think that you know you, you could only you tell said, your you sins said you went through no doubt, and, and 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 I think that a lot of that stuff was probably at one point rooted in some pretty uh, 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 solid I- ideology, sure. you know, um, and I think that it's it was also very easily perverted, right? So like it's one of those things where. Uh, um, 
you know, in a in a in a yeah, no worries. In a world where uh, we're looking for, oh, there you go. Look at Joe. You're like, why well, my, my my chair's so close? I know. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you're trying to. Uh, you're you're told that like. When you have the power that these people are like, okay, well, really, probably what you should do in order to get closer to God is lean on a friend, lean on a, a leader, someone, a, a mentor, and and tell them kind of some of the things that are troubling you, that are keeping you from God. Get that out of you into somebody that you trust, uh, and talk it through, and then let's pray on it, and then that you know, and, and then and that's going to feel good, and yeah. that's the idea, right? Well, kind of the same thing behind the sacrament. I'm not entirely convinced that the sacrament didn't start with psilocybin mushrooms or with. Uh, Kaikian brew or with it makes more know. sense but then when you hear about psychotropic or holotropic breathing and stuff like that you're like there are so many different ways uh, that's how kundalini's get there that's what I'm yeah, saying maybe many when other... you're walking up to the altar they're like you breathe like this motherfucker and by the time you eat this bread <laughs> well, you're gonna feel a little and they're burning the incense Lord. which does raise frequencies it does raise vibrations you know like there are all of these things that were probably rooted in some real uh, psychedelic entheogenic uh, uh, God-seeking, uh, um, you know, uh, roots, and 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 then you know, over time, you know, man is corrupted, and the yeah, people that the people that run, that yeah, people that run things, like it's not just greed; it's fucking power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, and the Catholic Church is, I mean, it, that's it became uh, um, a kingdom, you know, yeah. and it was a kingdom that uh, was always fighting. Uh, for for God, and when you're fighting for God, you're always right. <laughs> you're always you're right. always in the right. And not a bad strategy. Not a bad deal. You know, fighting for you're fighting God. for God. What are you gonna fuck? What are you gonna, are you gonna say? Well, which team you gonna? Yeah. Be so on, the idiot? only way to fight that is to say, yeah, I'm fighting for God too. Dude, My God doesn't yeah. say that. That that is so. That's what I always thought. Like, don't let your God be non-inclusive. But you know, but it's also so. important that we acknowledge the fact that that is, was also taking place in indigenous cultures where tribes were warring oh, and shamans yeah. were a lot of times the warlord of the tribe. <laughs> they, the were the, they were the they were the and and we've heard stories of shaman. Well, while, while these people are fighting with spears. There's medicine men that are fighting in an ethereal uh, plane, yeah. man. <laughs> and that's and so like it's like. Uh, we shouldn't say that, like you know, uh, that was the the corruption and 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 doing things, uh, the communing for, with God for all the wrong reasons is exclusive to like the Western man. Like it's been happening everywhere. And we I, did it first. We did it. The we best. did it the we best. Are the Western man. man. We all. I am the Western man. Hold on. Western man. Western man. Western man. We are Western man. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hit it again. Remember when I kept hitting the applause to Seth? Yeah, I do. That was something. That was something. My friend took shrooms and on a school ground at 3 a.m. He got flashbacks every time he smoked for like three months. Um, okay. I can see that. Did you shit yourself on the ayahuasca? Uh, it's funny you should ask. Um, it is. I mean, it's. Uh, it's it happens. It happens to people. It has not happened to me. However, if you don't poop yourself on psychedelics, you ain't doing it right. Uh, good morning, Hoosiers. What's up, Kush Coach? How you doing, buddy? Um, it's uh, a lot of people purge by vomiting. Um, I like to think. I think I was I telling you how what like what I've always imagined. It's kind of a a Disney Pixar's Inside Out thing that I've always imagined through the psychedelic experience, which is like you take this medicine, right, psilocybin, ayahuasca, whatever. 
and when it finally starts to work in your system uh it just it's inside of you and it's pulling all of these your body's just it's pulling all these levers where the body is just trying to expel the poison so 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 it's hitting the fucking the the giggle button and you're fucking laughing right and you're purging through laughter and then all of a sudden it's you know it's 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 yanking the vomit cord like like a pixar inside out 100 (laughs) percent And, uh, and sometimes it's yawning. We got to so, do that. Well, I think Shane even talked about that, too. It was like outside well, yeah, in do where it. it was like <laughs> you shoot through a fucking DMT portal <laughs> inside of your head. <laughs> um, but, but that's how I've always uh, uh, kind of felt that what it was. Because I'm typically, my purge is, uh, is a laugh, which is a, it's a fun purge. You know, like some people have a hard go. Some people cry fucking the Are whole time. Right I'm crying right now, but. Um, some people laugh good. uncontrollably. Some people vomit. Some people shit. Uh, you know, yeah, typically, on, typically you can get to, you can get to a facility. Um, but hey, listen, if you want to listen to one of the best podcasts, I think Steve and I ever did. We went to Kansas City last year. We sat down with my buddy Luke, who's a guy who sat in many ceremonies, and you know is very well traveled in the in the medicine space. <laughs> And he got into some real powerful medicine that basically that was where he was stuck was like he couldn't even ask for help because he was afraid if he moved, he was just going to shit all over himself. Yeah, that happens. It does. Oh, yeah. It's also part of the reason why you want to That's good for you. Get all of it out. Yeah. It's man. also why you that devil want, baby why you but. Um, you know, you want to probably hit a, a pretty strict diet leading up to a ceremony for sure. Clean your body out. Yeah, greasy food. My buddy, uh, my of, buddy Ted used chili, to always say, he's like, you know, a farmer doesn't necessarily uh, uh, change the crops that he's planted, but he's always trying to improve his spo- his his soil. You know, <laughs> spoil his soil. Um, and and the cleaner the soil, you know, the better. The he's soil. always trying to improve his seed. Oh, that too. Uh, he's trying to put his seed in a little better soil, man. If you know what I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean, dude? <laughs> the soil um, ain't always brown. I want to. Uh, we can pick up on this on the other side of the break. Let's get to a commercial. We're an hour into this thing. Uh, Let's show them our muscles first, okay, dude. Fine, bud. <laughs> okay. You Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. You fucking seen some Sorry, of those, guys. Bud? Guys, uh, these are our sponsors. We hope that you'll uh, do a little bit of business with them. Hang on a second. If you do don't this. do business with them, I will. Oh, what am I going to do? Burn this place to the ground today? Maybe. Maybe fucking fight you. Oh, if anybody wants to fucking fight, let me know. I'm going to do a boxing match at the end of this year for charity. I've decided. Oh, I like that. Because I just want to get in one fight where I just, mmm. So if anybody knows any old women who want to get into a fight, I'll fight them right now. We'll see you after these uh, messages. I'll fight an old lady right now on air. man hold on to your tatas we got religious in the first hour people won't do that people are like oh, i'm not talking about religion with we people. talked about race issues last night we got religion uh tomorrow is all politics um and then how we are we got, gonna learn uh, if we don't talk about that's this the deal people? that's the deal but also man. fuck you for everything you said in the first hour we're not friends anymore okay, yeah that's fair that's how um, all these conversations are supposed to end you know just to uh and, and maybe Maybe later on we can kind of revisit. Oh, somebody wants to fight me on the... Some uh, psychedelics, it looks oh, like. Oh, Dennison Collard wants to fight me? Dennison, what you weighing in at, bud? 
He's about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, right? Dennison? Five, I'd say he's 5'10", 165. Because I'm 5'10", 170. He might be about 5'9", buck 55, buck 60. You think he's a little, wi- a little more wiry? I got big thighs. I don't look like I should be. And I'm going to do this the rest of the show. Yeah, keep doing it. No, just it sounds to, good. Just to make sure people know that this is coming for him. Because I'm kind of I'm kind of tough, Craig. Delete this. I'm kind of tough. You're, t- you're a tough guy. You're a tough guy. I'm the strongest one in, in the, the schoolyard. Yard. I'm the coolest one in the schoolyard. 12-year-old Steve, if he saw that video, he'd be like, oh, future me is the king of the fucking world, man. He really would. 12-year-old Steve would look at Leo Shaboob and go, God dang, future Steve. You've done it. What is this, on Saturday Night Live or something, man? (laughs) This is the best thing. And then he would turn into me now and go, (laughs) 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 From that video, I thought career-wise, you might have been doing a little better. Speaking of uh, doing poorly career-wise, if you guys could help us share the Twitch stream, um, that's the way we're going to grow this baby. Every day we're seeing this. Wait, maybe I should do it like this. Every day we're seeing like this our analytics with the Twitch, and I like that. It's it's, it's giving nice me hope because I hope we provide a little value. I hope uh, when we talk about growing cannabis, different ways to open your mind, ways to connect with people, sure, dick jokes, a lot of dick jokes, philosophical questions. Whenever sure. we do stuff like that, <clears throat> I hope that we can grow some sort of new age community that you know is part religion part spirituality part uh school part you know fucking hangout club part just like you know fuck party you know what i mean just go, get all those party. things together yep. uh, you know we just have a good old time with each other just getting the most out of this little meat bag experience yeah dennison says i and the strongest boy okay, in this the schoolyard. One my year terms, from today. My terms are that we first eat 400 milligrams of THC. Perfect. Smoke two massive bong hits. Perfect. And at least one dab before we fight. Uh, perfect. Is that, how you're, is that what you're That's trying what to do? I'm going to do anyway before I do it. I did notice I could play soccer. I didn't start smoking weed until I uh, played soccer later. But I told you about that one dude who <clears throat> uh, we were like in high school, probably freshman or sophomore year and i remember the kids lobbying this kid was a captain on my team and he looked like a quintessential i'm gonna go follow fish or whatever like that's as, as a high school kid i was like that's yeah. the dude I'm, I'm with you that's the kid he that's smokes the, weed drugs stoner guy he smokes weed drugs sure. and they lobbied with him and the coach is like i can't let this kid smoke weed before the game and he's like just let him smoke some weed before the game so my coach knowing him he was probably like Okay, well, here's the keys to my car. Get you know, park it over there and go. Uh, okay, well, they smoked. I remember they got to smoke, and I'm like peering, and <laughs> we're in an out of town soccer tournament, so I'm peering around the hotel corner. You know, <clears throat> I'm watching from like this vantage point, and so he smokes up, and he has the game of his fucking life, and I'm like, damn, how did he do that, man? So then I smoked, but I remembered every once in a while when I get real high for an indoor soccer game. I'd be running, I'd be sprinting, but you know, then once I got like pretty tired after sprinting a few times, I don't sprint anymore. I would be like, <laughs> and one leg was, I swear to God, just about this much shorter than the other one. Sure. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> You're like a dog with shoes on. I was, yeah, yeah. 
fucking yeah. socks. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, I want to beat your meat bag, Steve. Get it, son. Four hundred milligrams is pussy amounts. Go four thousand at least. I used to train for fights high as hell. That's a lot of cannabis before a fight. You're both just gonna giggle the whole time. No, I'll beat the living. Who's your backyard wrestling? You guys need to do this in the nude. Cocks a flopping. It's snowball fight time. No, it's not. The Nissan and Steve need to up and get this thing started. I've got a serious steel hard on. Ooh, squirt. <laughs> okay. De- De- Denise Denise and Stevie. <laughs> All right, I'll fight him. One year from today. You're going down, Denison. Denison, have you ever fought anybody before? Like in a real... He's, he's fought uh, people in 14 different theaters, dude. I'm saying like, oh, yeah, he's probably trained. Yeah, they were porno theaters. <laughs> he was a bouncer at a, at, a, at a place that did skin flicks. It was just... Uh, Times Square. It was called the Rough Times Club, where it's a lot of rough sex happening there. Oh, yeah. Rough Times, Only oh, Hearts dude, Club. That dude is punched out in the noose or two in his day. Oh, my God. We've Maybe seen three. it. I've, I saw it one time. I saw it one, was, one time. Two times for me. Was, you, he said, you guys want to know uh, if I'll sponsor your show? We're going to find out right now. Hey. Hey, man. And he just picks up a random guy off the street. Yeah. <laughs> and punches yeah, his butthole out. That's... That's what it is. Hey, guys, I'm not banned anymore. How I punched the guy so hard in the stomach one time. I went. Did you really? I punched him so hard, his butthole came out. Dude, you and prolapsed his like, anus yeah, and pulled out. it back through? I don't know. Maybe you're, Dennison you're doesn't a, want to fight that. You're a badass, dude. Maybe he doesn't want to fight a guy like that. Uh, Dennison has probably also been heavily trained in hand-to-hand yeah. combat, if I had to guess. Well, yeah, I know. I forgot. That's I forgot. Deal. That's Steve's deal. <laughs> it's kind of my kink, to... though. Challenge people who are um, <clears throat> tougher than me to fight. Which we... is not hard. That's not hard. That's not, that's not a small list. We got into spirituality a little bit. We talked about psychedelia. Maybe we'll get back on that. I've got a. Oh, uh, that's third hour talk. I know. I've got it. Well, this. No, we're just full time drug, sex, and rock. <laughs> nope, nope. I had a post from last year. I said, What's your friend's favorite drug? And what? Facebook warned you? <laughs> yeah. Did they really? They said, If you do that again, you're done. You're done in this town. That's what they told me. They said I was done in this town. I know what it feels like. I didn't like. I don't like it. You don't like it at all. You better apologize to Kush Coach <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kush um, Coach. That doesn't feel good. From STL today. But you're done in this town. From STL today. Yeah. While scores of would-be entrepreneurs sit out. Five, ten, yeah. Right. Barred from 12, participating. 12 <laughs> barred from participating in sorry. Missouri's medical marijuana program. Oh, we're getting to this? A select number of cannabis businesses are racing to cash in on the state's newest industry. The Department of Health and Senior Services, as of Friday, had cleared 17 dispensaries to open their doors, as well as 11 cultivators and one manufacturer of cannabis-infused products. Not all of the approved businesses, including the lone manufacturer, have started selling product. Those lucky winners, critics say, are beneficiaries of arbitrary caps on the number of licenses and of a flawed scoring process, which have reduced the availability of medical cannabis in limited competition. Joseph Bedner, attorney for the Sarcoxy Nursery Cultivation Center, a, a losing applicant suing the state to overturn Missouri's licensing caps, said the limits harm patient access to medical cannabis in violation of the constitutional amendment that instituted the state's program. He said the state system has caused more weed scarcity and limits where it is sold, increasing costs for consumers, some of whom might have to travel long distances to purchase medical marijuana. 
The more expensive the medicine is, the fewer patients that can afford the medicine. You have both a geographic issue of access and an economic issue of access. Spot on. He's, he's, he's nailing it so on. far. Dead nuts. Bednar and attorneys for the state made their cases at a trial in late October before Cole County Circuit Judge Patricia, Patricia, Patricia Joyce. Man, what a weird name. <sighs> what was so hard about I've that? I've never seen that name before. She has not ruled on whether the state's current licensing scheme stand oh i like how you emphasize scheme in addition to the sarcoxy lawsuit which challenges the constitutionality of the state scoring program businesses filed 853 appeals with the administrative hearing commission this year seeking licenses after being rejected as of this week 739 cases were still pending said lisa cox spokeswoman for the state health department and wife of one of the license winners and uh lawyers for many of the uh, groups that are fighting to keep uh licensing scarce the flood of lawsuits that uh, spokeswoman for the state health department the flood of lawsuits followed a scoring process applicants said was fraught with perceived conflicts of interest and inconsistent scoring which undermined trust in the program Proponents of the state's rollout, including Jack Cardetti, spokesman for the Missouri Medical Cannabis Trade Association, or MoCan Trade, say Missouri has licensed more businesses than most other medical marijuana states, Steve. He said prices will decrease as more of the state's cultivation facilities begin growing, harvesting, and processing weed. This will be the highest prices are ever going to be in Missouri as more cultivators come online. Those prices will drop. State rules. Cardetti is an investor in QPS Missouri Holdings, which won six licenses. No, no QPS location had been approved to operate as of Friday. Cardetti is a Democratic strategist who was instrumental in the 2018 passage of Amendment 2, the question legalizing medical marijuana. He can be heard advocating for licensing caps at least as far back as October 2018 when Amendment 2 was on the ballot alongside two competing ballot measures. Cardetti said then at a forum in Kansas City that the U.S. Department of Justice wouldn't go after Missouri if it followed certain rules and regulations, one of them being addressing oversupply of marijuana by capping licenses. They don't want more being produced than is going to be legally consumed by medical marijuana patients, he said at a Kansas City forum in 2018. So that's why there has to be some type of cap. Bedner argues the state has always intended to limit licenses, pointing to Department of Health and Senior Services Director Dr. Randall Williams. Some, of you, some of you might know him as pencil dick bow tie wearing fuck. Uh, personal views that marijuana is as addictive as opioids and early contacts regulators had with MoCan trade officials. The director of the Department of Health and Senior Services says that marijuana is as addictive as opioids. Bednar wrote in his post-trial brief that on November 15, 2018, days after voters approved the medical marijuana amendment, Mitch Myers, an officer of belief in Earth City, the eventual winner of 12 licenses, contacted Williams by email, advising Williams that it is a true disaster it is a true disaster to allow the number of licenses that Oklahoma does. Let me repeat that again. Mitch Myers, an officer of belief in Earth City and winner of 12 licenses, contacted Williams by email 
advising it would be a true disaster to allow the number of licenses that Oklahoma does. That's uh, NBEV, or Anheuser-Busch, uh, yeah. Mitch Myers, who of Spuds McKenzie fame. fame. That's right. Um, who didn't love Spuds? So thank God, uh, you know, someone from, you know, the alcohol industry is um, here telling us uh, how to run the cannabis program. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure if, if Anheuser-Busch didn't have to deal with Miller and all of these other deals, they could have probably set their beer prices at whatever they wanted to. Say hello to Rolling Rock. Um, now it's, uh, it's five dollars a yeah uh, thing. <laughs> for the thirty it. pack. Yeah, so fuck you, fuck you. So kindly, Bednar says the state lacked a rational basis for issuing the caps, violating state law governing the rulemaking process. Lawyers for the state disagree. In an October deposition, Lyndall Fraker, director of the state's medical marijuana program said that in general, limits on the number of sellers in a market could increase consumer prices. Yeah, Lendl, we didn't need you to help us understand what supply and demand looks like and what a surplus of medicine on the market would eventually do for prices, who would ultimately make patients the winners, whatever. Uh, So would you then agree with me that when you limit the number of sellers in the market, it has an impact on price, Bedner asked. There could be an effect, Fraker said. Bender asked why the people of Boonville, for example, wouldn't have a dispensary nearby. There will be many towns and many folks in Missouri that won't have a dispensary in their town. Yeah, well, it is true, but it shan't be. Well, even if they allowed all the licenses, I'm sure some I, towns would. Yeah, well, sure. A, a, a small town wouldn't, but a but town I don't like. Know. I don't know. A I, town I, like Boonville. I, I, I would. I think every town's got to probably have one now that I, I think about it. I like, would. even like those little towns we go to. You got through, a like, coffee shop in yeah. small towns. Like, why wouldn't you be exactly. able to just keep a limited amount yep. of cannabis? Alaska, I was just thinking about someone was just That's telling me about saying. Alaska. Like, all have, of these fucking rules they yeah, make. No, what, don't I'll get out of the fucking way. What they do is they make it cost prohibitive for these companies to. To pop up in, yeah. uh, you know, very rural Missouri. If there weren't rules and it was just like, yeah, you can compete in this. Just make sure you follow these rules. You still have to participate in metric. You still have to do all of this. But yeah, you can you can compete. You don't have to have this much liquid or whatever. Okay, cool. I'm going to open a 300 square foot storefront that has sure. four different kinds of flour, two concentrates, and a couple edible choices. We grow right out here. Yep, we grow yep. right out here. We get to. Oh fuck! I didn't even think of that. After dude. some more dialogue, Bedner asked. Is it your rule that prevents others from being licensed in that city, correct? And Fraker says, yes, yes. Okay, so is it your rule that... Uh, in other words, uh, he was he, after asking him about why Boonville wouldn't have, he said there'd be a lot of Missouri towns that wouldn't have one. Bedner said, but it would, it's your rule that's, that sees to it that those towns won't have one. So he was making him clarify that, yes, the state has imposed these limits, Gotcha. That is keeping these smaller towns from having. And Boonville's not the smallest. No. Town. We've been to Boonville. Like, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's got a it's few thousand people. Like, like people enough to, want one right outside the casino? A, a 100%. Um, Sinners. First to market. <clears throat> Bethany White, who I love, by the way. Bethany's a darling. She's yeah. great. Uh, Bethany White, director of marketing for uh, Clover Cannabis in Kansas City, said the company is planning to to stock dispensary shelves with marijuana-infused products as early as this week. So good news is 
Uh, if you are shopping in dispensaries, there should be some, I think, uh, concentrates some and some edibles and things like that. And chocolates and gummies. Medicine, chocolates and <coughs> gummies and sodas. Because that's what I, I want to take my medicine in a sugary soda. <coughs> Excuse me. The company's co-founder is Josh Mitchum, who had been on the board of Mocan Trade. That's your buddy. Seeing a theme here? Um, your buddy. He said in an interview with the Kansas City Star that he will have a built-in advantage over other companies. He said that out loud? Oh, yeah. Because we're going to be the first to open, obviously, it gives us a really good stronghold on shelf space, Mitchum said. And once you get shelf space, you got to mess up pretty bad in order to lose it to competitors. What, what's, what's he doing? I, I like doing? I like it. I like that he's just he's just a gunslinger. He's just like, hey, look, my dick's on the table. This is the deal. This is how it's going to go. I got all. Oh, he's an advocate. Of what? Oh, he's just a part of the advocate series Mm -hmm. in Greenway. He's a true advocate. Uh, But White said the company, despite its advantage, isn't taking anything for granted. We realize we have to create great products, good quality products, or we lose that shelf space, she said. Uh, While dispensaries are limited to selling flour now, shipments of clover, edibles, pre-rolled joints, and other items will open up a world of new products for patients. As it stands... Clover's the only company approved to manufacture and sell the products. White mentioned the suede dispensaries in St. Peter's owned by Belief and two in Bliss dispensaries in Ellisville and near Manchester as three St. Louis area dispensaries stocking its products. Officers of both Belief and in Bliss have been involved with Mocan Trade. Looking forward, Cardetti said, it's only a matter of when, not if. When asked whether Missouri would legalize recreational marijuana, but he said it was too soon to discuss the specifics regarding possible ballot initiatives. Representative Wiley Price, Democrat from St. Louis, filed legislation this month to fully legalize adult cannabis use in Missouri. Price said he opposes caps on the number of licenses, believing that the more businesses there are, the more money that will be generated for state coffers. I want a free market, Price said. This is the only enterprise where we're capping the money that can come back to the state. Why are we doing no that? No money should go back to the state. If you open a business and it's a successful business, go for it, man. Welcome to America. Welcome to capitalism. Why, why should we even tax it? They were wrong about it. We shouldn't give the government any money. 60% of taxes generated through this plan would go toward general revenue. 20% would go to substance abuse services. 10% would go to K-12 through education. 5% to law enforcement for public education and training campaigns, and 5% would go to promoting participation in the industry among minorities. He said the legislature should take the lead and legalize marijuana in 2021, in part to deflate any eventual ballot initiative in 2022, which would assuredly dictate where tax money flowed. Where does the other 40% of the tax money go? That's that's a, no 60 of it 60 of it goes towards general revenue then 20 oh, goes okay, to yeah, so that was the other 40 okay. percent there uh it's unclear how much momentum his proposal will have in the gop controlled legislature no other republicans had proposed similar legislation as of this week price predicted marijuana le- legalization in missouri would trigger an economic explosion and that it would be the biggest thing to hit missouri since budweiser what steve your thoughts bud I fucking hate people sometimes, bud. And the, oh, buddy, was I so naive when I first got into this little radio gig with you? Was I so naive? Was I just, 
I just thought everyone's going to be in it to get a little, you know, here we are, we're getting freedom and we're, we're getting people out of jail and people are opening businesses with their hard-earned money. It's like, do we want to open a dispensary? We could. No, let's cover it on the radio. That'll be better. And let's not talk to the big high players in the game and stuff like that because if you notice too there's been certain people have been kind of quiet behind the scenes very loud when there were decisions to be made but you know to come on the show or get on the internet or do anything on Facebook no not at all there were people just making all deals behind the scenes because we were the 33rd state to legalize it people had seen Big dollar signs, which I think is dog shit. No one should be getting rich off fucking cannabis. You're going to get balls deep rich out of cannabis. It doesn't make sense to me economics wise because cannabis is something that grows all over and people can grow it themselves. It doesn't make sense that one person can be like, I'm a fucking billionaire off this shit. Yeah, you can get rich, but you're not going to be like, uh, I, I own AT&T rich, you know? And some of these motherfuckers that we've met in the industry are just, yeah, buddy. And it's become cliche to say, the suits, here come the suits. Mm-hmm. But no, there are some greed mongers here. Yeah. And if this was just capitalism at its finest, I wouldn't care, bud. But everyone is pissing on me, telling me it's rain when they say it's medicinal marijuana, Mm. you know? No, no, no. It's cannabis. Let's just fucking stop being, uh, 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 stop making difficulties out of nowhere. It's cannabis. It's either legal or it's not. You either let the licenses go or you don't. You let us grow or you don't. Why add all of this shit? And the reason they did at the beginning is they said, well, no one's going to vote for anything if it's too loose. You can't have all this stuff. You can't let people grow as much as they want. You can't. Come on. That's just insane, Steve. How can we do anything like that? You're talking crazy talk, guy. To which I reply, let's just let the people decide. We did it. Ten years ago, people would say, Missouri is never going to allow cannabis. Never, ever. You're crazy. Well, then it's like, well, you're crazy not to. And I hate when I hear Fraker go, well, we were the fifth or sixth fastest. We should have been the first fastest. We watched 30 other states do it and go through. Okay. That's what they did. Oklahoma. That's what they did. Oklahoma literally went, bing. We sell weed now. That's all you have to do. Because guess what? The people who watch this show and the people who fucking have, have gravitated towards our group, we've all been outlaws for a long fucking time, man. And now it's just a more complex way to be an outlaw. It's like, yeah, you can have a little bit here. Just do this. Yeah, no. But follow these rules. Don't do this. I was thinking about plant count the other day because I'm growing for the first time legally, which feels great. Okay, fine. You're not punching me in the dick on the weekends. Great. I appreciate that. But when I'm growing these cannabis plants, when we get down to this uh, 14 inches tall, you could have six this way, six this way, six this way. And if you got a caregiver, you got this. If you got a grower, you got this. If you got this, you got that. You got to fill out this card. You got to hang this information. You got to do this. You're a caregiver for him. He's a cultivator. 
Oh, my plants are 14 inches. What? Oh, I could bend them down and now they're 13. I could raise them up and be 16. Is this going to be a thing where people are like, hey, guess what? We're raiding homes again. Yeah, you were legal to do it, but you had uh, one, one extra plant and now you're a felon. You know, like yeah. I'm almost more scared now to be like, oh, I just want to stay in compliance the whole time. And I don't want that to be another tool of the government to fucking oppress people and try to take their money because a lot of this comes from fucking greed if you're greedy get the fuck out i will weed you out personally if you're in this game for greed if you're if you're saying i have a surplus of stuff and i'm gonna make some fucking soda out of it and you're bragging about that shit while we're going to funerals of kids who could possibly have been saved if we had better protocols on fucking RSO, if we knew, if we had doctors take a fucking step, if we had Mitch Myers take a fucking step, lean into the shit and say, I am a big fucking deal. I can help. I know these people will listen to me. I am a big fucking deal around here. I'm not... I don't see them at the fucking funerals going, oh, yeah, man, RSO could have saved their life. We don't know. No, they're, they're too busy fucking, which billboard should we put up there saying, okay, that's our luxury top shelf cannabis brand. Aren't we the fucking best? And, and, and even old Mitchum from fucking uh, Clover, he's, he, he's always he's in that interview with Greenway. He's like, he's I'm been, a capitalist. He's been I'm spiking a capitalist. the football and that's the whole why, time. And you know what? We, I'm good with it. Just let everybody else be fucking capitalists. Well, well, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it now. But right now, it's medicine. If this was rec, I would have pretty much no problem with anything. It's an, uh, All bets are off, dude. It's recreational. Yep. Like, you want to capitalize this? It's fine. We'll fight it. That's just what people do. That's just what Facebook... They're trying to make Facebook sell WhatsApp and all mm-hmm. that shit. It's just business. That's the, the devil of capitalism is that mm-hmm. you can eventually get so much money, you can buy the guy who's going to make you better. But instead of making you better, Dude, give me the opportunity to be bought out. I'll go sit on a fucking beach somewhere. I know, but it's you like know what I mean. It's like every time a guy is getting pretty good on your baseball team, no the the top player goes, "Get fucking rid of that guy," and you're like, "Okay." So you get rid of that guy. So it's like, all right, the team suffers for that because yep. you're fucking constantly selling out or buying this shit. Yep. What we've had here happen in Missouri is a fucking travesty. If this was the first, if we were the first state to do it, I could fucking understand. But to posit this as medicine and then treat it like it's totally just, it's fucking more addictive than opioids. That's the guy who's in fucking I know, charge I, I know. Like to of this out. shit. So to, to, to keep saying medicine and then to keep saying, well, it's capitalism, baby. This is just how it goes. You remind me of that fuck who did the, 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 the uh, God, what was it? Martin Shkreli. Who oh, fucking, yeah. That's up the who price you of remind insulin. me of now. You, we, we're run by a fucking world of Martin fucking Screllies, yeah. dude. They're all Screllies. They knock on that in Big Mop a little bit. D- yeah, yeah. Buddy, so I just want everyone to fucking grow their own. And I went, when Wreck comes, I want to flood the state with the most amount of cannabis we possibly can. And all that surplus, guess what? 
It's going to low income people and we're gonna study it here in Missouri. We're gonna have our own studies where we do our own our, our own trials. We get the best doctors, we'll have them in here. Fucking was Bradshaw's fucking idea. This isn't a new idea. People have talked about it before. We just gotta fucking let it happen. And you're talking about small towns being able to get their fucking business up and running. Well, right now the federal government's like, well, you gotta fucking, uh, the game is already rigged because you better have a lot of liquid because you're not gonna get a bunch of fucking loans. You're not gonna be able to go to the bank. You're not going to be able to do all this shit, and that shit might be changing hopefully soon, but that's a fucking huge deal for business owners, man. Well, you're damn right. Well, actually, matter of fact, I mean, just having talked to people in the industry, by the way, I'm, I'm, we're, we're going to get to the to the chat line here because we've had a lot of messages come in here, but I've actually talked to a couple of people that did win dispensary licenses, and this is what's happening. These people are having to keep millions of dollars in the bank and they're being charged by the banks to do it. They're not even making interest on that money because of the business that they are involved no. with. So they're being extorted is basically what's no. happening. That's what's happening right now. Because basically, <clears throat> if a financial institution is willing to work with these people, like I'm not they're even sure you're not even going to get FDIC insurance. You're not going to get federally fucking uh, insured fucking accounts because the, it's, it's federally illegal. You're not going to get you're that. Not, you're not. I love when Steve gets fired up. I feel a yogurt eruption coming on. Ooh, squirt. Ooh, you a yogurt eruption, Alan? <laughs> Come on, bud. Come on, bud. Today. Alan's on one today, bud. He's horned he up. He makes me feel good. He's though. a horned dog. He makes me feel uh, good. Let's go to the text line here. Going back to you and Dennison fighting. Uh, get a sponsor of a strip club. That'd be the first time seeing that for <laughs> me. No more fighting for me. Says Kush Coach, Epsilepsy, and Headshots. Oh, good. I Epilepsy and now. headshots don't mix. I actually think I actually think I, I had a grandma last night. Uh, <laughs> Lisa cocksucker, Sorry. fucking bullshit. Just know, just grow your own, folks. It's safer and cheaper. Kush Coach says yes. one plant can supply a person for a while. It's yes. easy and fun. Pencil dick yes. bow tie wearing fuck is not a okay. nice man. Okay, that guy probably eats kids too. I hate these bastardos. Says Allie. Uh, I'll bet he and Satan are married. Will someone take these old fucks out? Uh, every town should. Why not? We should call James Carlton to murder those people. I will tell you to grow for free. Just hit. I will teach you to grow for free. Hit me up if you're growing your own. You don't need a license. Uh, uh, that global guy. Hundred messages. Thanks for letting us know, bud. Uh, Ali says, is it medicine or not? <coughs> These assholes act like wreck past. You're going to yes. deny your grandpa, grandma her hydrocodone yep. or whatever poison the doctor prescribed? Fucking assholes. Yep, yep. They'll, they'll give you poison. Kushko uh, says, personally, if every other household grew, it wouldn't matter how many shops there are. Uh, I'm going to tell you, though, Kush Coach, I love where your head's at, but growing's tough. Yeah. Like, on the time management, unless you can get a system that kind of does itself. And this is my first grow, so that's why I'm so invested. Maybe if I had a little bit better of a system, but you are invested. That's why I want the government or whoever my fucking dad is to allow people like Kush Coach and those people we know who are in love with it. You can tell their parents, I'm in love with it too, and he's spreading his love all over me you know and it's it's helping me it's helping my plants too but let those people 
take the fucking leash off those people and say, you can get a grant. If you, if you decide to grow such and such medicine for your community, here's 10 grand. Okay. Because we were wrong about ta- taxes and uh, uh, we were wrong about locking people up and shit like that. And we've already made so much money off cannabis people that here's 10 grand because we're not going to take any taxes off cannabis. How dare they? How dare they say, oh, a portion of that's ours now. We've been fingering you this whole time. A portion of that's ours. No, 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 no. So take the fucking reins off people like Kush Coach, off people who want to grow Give them a check and say, this is for lights, nutrients, soil, whatever. Totally. This is your grant to grow medicine because we, we got Pfizer pumping out a fucking vaccine already to our nurses and doctors, which that's a story for a whole nother show that I'm like, is this happening? Is this really happening? And places like Pfizer, like, we got to come up with this pill and stuff. And I think people on a whole think cannabis is a medicine like, no, to be a medicine, you must be in Please pill form. Grab my collar and get to work, Steve. Jesus Christ, Alan. Who squirt? Alan, can you stop talking about squirting for five seconds? I'm trying to have a serious conversation. Um, if God damn it, Alan, he got me. I'm sorry. He got me. <laughs> that was Alan. Come on, Alan. <laughs> get it together. Me. Get it together, um, bud. <clears throat> Ooh. Squirt. Ooh, squirt. You know what I mean? That pretty much sums it up. Well, no. Okay, so they're, they're, they help these people, and I agree with you. There's so much money that's being made. You got millions of dollars to fight us in court. What are you doing oh, the to COVID set people vaccine. up? What are you doing to set people up with their own ability to grow their own medicine at home? Especially when we're, we're saying, oh, there's not enough science out there at the federal level. Not enough science the out there fuck? to be able to do anything. What I mean, it's fuck? only the most tested plan of all time. But hey, by the way, uh, we're going to keep you from going uh, from doing any kind of business. We're shutting the world down uh, until everybody gets this thing that we developed in six months' time. Uh, rock and roll. Baby. Rock and roll. Let's go. Rock and roll. So, okay, I think uh, the, the, the common American thinks my medicine has to come from a doctor in pill form. What blew my mind is hearing that I believe over 90% of pharmaceuticals come from plant derivatives. Like, they figured out some sure, sort of Sure, from the plant. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That blew my fucking... And when I say it, I'm like, I should probably triple check that. I know I've checked it before. Maybe we'll fact check that. But I was like, oh, pharmaceuticals come from the earth, a lot of them. You know? Like, a lot of them are derived even from... From things in the earth, and we'll fact check that because I could be totally wrong, and that's kind of where this whole thing's going with this. Uh, Seven thousand medical compounds prescribed by Western doctors are derived from plants in the Amazon. Holy shit! These drugs had an estimated. That's just the Amazon. Let me let me fuck with you here. These drugs had an estimated retail value of forty three billion dollars in nineteen eighty five. No, <laughs> that's even 30, more 30, 35, 30, 35 years ago, they were worth $43 billion. Holy shit. Okay. So we need to rethink medicine in that way. That our medicine comes from this farmer over here. That's our medicine. Yeah, there's a guy over here who knows about the inside of the body and stuff. Yeah, he's the same guy or, or different guy. But the farmer over here who's growing this organic food and it's real food for you, and, he, and he's, uh, you know, has livestock, and we're doing all that, 
and you're letting these farmers grow cannabis and saying, yeah, that's medicine, not this thing that comes in a shot or a pill. That's medicine. I don't think it'd be so hard once you got that through to people to say, oh, yeah, uh, the I don't care if the grade school has a fucking hemp garden. Like, let's teach them about all. The, we've tricked kids into drinking wine for all these years at church. We can't have a fucking hemp garden at the public high school. Like, let's we can't, hide everything. Uh, uh, what if? What if we? Uh, what if we said that this? I mean, if if the priest has the ability to bless wine into Jesus, certainly he can do it with CBD oil. One. One million percent. Why not? One million percent. You know, percent. wasn't that the anointed, the anointed oil, oil could have had, been, had cannabis in it. I'm, um, so <clears throat> uh, let's get back to the text line for just a second. Fine. Here. Uh, we'll hear what these people are saying. Uh, let's see here. And uh, Kush Coach is just, he's hes trying to connect. Real quick, Kush Coach, uh, I will happily hook you up with dude from last night. Dude from last night was Brendan Engel. He's my brother-in-law. He is, yeah, I think you guys would uh, have a lot in common. You guys would definitely vibe on each other. What? When you get out this way. We'll, uh, we'll go hang no, out no, with the no. cola a little bit. Brennan's not stealing my friend. Oh, he's stealing him. Bud. No, no, gotta, not stealing my friend, bud. I know. I, I'm supposed to be better than him. You got. You just got to be better. I got to be That's better than deal. him. That's okay, cool. Yeah, I'll just be better than him. <laughs> Making jobs for me. Uh, uh, did you hear him play the didgeridoo? I got to be better was, than that. He was jamming last night, wasn't I, he? We I got, get out there We got to do, do a medicine stream, dude. We got to do it. Beat on some drums. Oh, we have to get like Jason to hook up. We're going to get Ryan in here. We're going to get Jason. No doubt. We'll get the loop station in here. We're going to just make, we're going to do some weird stuff up in this. Let's do, we got this, man. This isn't a mountain. This is, we can make this anything, buddy. That's not a mountain. Yeah, right down here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's a mountain. That's a mountain. Just finger it. It did look beautiful out here for the sunrise. Uh, been getting some pretty good sunrises here. I, mean, I hate the morning time. I wake up and I'm like, I don't have, want to do this. I uh, I oh, I took a lot of. Uh, I hit the snooze a bunch this morning. I mean, I was up, but I like I had to get up out of bed because if you hit the snooze and you stay in bed, you're probably going to sleep through the next. Oh yeah, for sure. Snooze, but if you hit the snooze, but you make yourself get up, you go sit on the couch or something, stare into the void, stare into the <laughs> abyss, wondering what exactly. You're, you're doing with your life uh, <laughs> streaming six hours uh, within a sure. you know a, a sure, nine there. hour period. I was there. No one wants to you see. You wake that. up about five forty five and you're well actually you wake up at five oh five and you hit the snooze six times and you're just staring at the wall like, will they miss me? Will they miss me if I didn't do this today? Sure, sure. I went through that whole thing. Are they gonna do that? No, Man, no, no one would. Nobody. People would miss you for initially. Uh, yeah, like. I, I really like that meditation. I really like the yeah, first six like minutes. That. And then the, eventually their lives would just take over. They'd yeah. be like, oh, crazy. Like, oh, yeah, I've got stuff. I got to do that every once in a while. I got to say, I'll take this all away from you people. And then I do. And they're like, you left? And I'm like, man. You should do shrooms on stream. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think Deems would probably be a little Oh, a little thanks, Kush Coach. Dang. Uh, the anointing oil was 40% cannabis. Recipes in the Torah right now. I stayed in bed from 6.30 to 7.15, and everyone was late. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, that was a good Coach, Coach said, nobody could replace you, buddy. I know. That was so nice. I believe him, too. Nobody could replace you. All right. Here we go. We got some way. Uh, here we go. I wanted to see something. They said uh, it was about uh, capitalism, I believe. Uh, 
the devil of capitalism is not capitalism at all. It's corporatism. The mm. government is too big and too expensive. Smaller right. government with leaders who have actually read the Constitution is the answer here. Libertarianism is not a pipe dream utopia. Yeah, I like the small idea, man. When you can get small groups together, what do they say about 150? There's like a rule of shit, like a number. When you get outside that, stuff starts getting a little... <laughs> gets a little, 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 little uh, unstable. But yeah, we, we cap ours at about uh, 45, mm-hmm. you know, good ones. And then we will shun all the rest of the I wish forward. I wish that, um, <laughs> unfortunately, our healthcare system has been hijacked by insurance. And that's been the, like... I actually think that, um, and there's been like I, th- I think Dr. Lisa Rourke uh, offers this. There, it has been a a push from healthcare providers from from doctors who have tried to kind of circumvent the the giant uh, crony fucking insurance industry. That it's the reason our the costs of our healthcare are so astronomical is because. These hospital admitted these these hospital systems which charge master yeah these these people are like you know they're 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 uh, consistently jacking up the price sending it to uh, insurance companies which are then paying these outrageous uh, uh, prices. Is that what that guy's but called? But then your cast your 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 cast uh, or your cash price is significantly less. It's like listen, let's just fucking agree that this is what it cost. Then yeah. insurance becomes. You ever heard that? Charge master? No. A list detailing the official rate charged by a hospital for individual procedures, services, and goods. I read like an 11 page article, bud, one time. For real. All 11 pages? Yeah, I skimmed through like Yeah, sure. You know. um, but they referenced this thing called the Charge Master that was just this person that arbitrarily got to pick what each procedure cost in the hospital because there was no market for it, that it wasn't, and that when people go to an ER, they can't, if they got a broken leg, they're not like, hey, how much is the broken leg procedure here? And they go, it's, you know, 17,000 bucks. They go, oh, fuck, that hospital over there is way cheaper. I had an idea So the whole whole article was about that. And when I read about the charge master, I was like, you got to be shitting me because just in the New York area, they did rotator cuff surgery or something. Mm. And one guy was like 300. One was like 15 grand. Yeah. It was all these that's, arbitrary dude, numbers. Dude. So that's what the charge master is going So for. when I was in uh, maybe just coming out of high school, my buddies and I, I, I feel like it was a little later than that because eBay was kind of East start, Bay. starting to really kind of pick up steam. And my buddies and I were, were sitting around like thinking, well, how do we how do we build a website like eBay, right? But the website it functions like eBay, but what it is is it's for healthcare providers, it's for doctors, it's for specialists because most doctors want to specialize in certain things. Why are you right? saying this on air? You want me right to shut now? up right now? You think you can do this? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you why because they're never going to allow this. To yeah, happen. no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so the idea <laughs> sure. behind this functions great if insurance, <laughs> if health insurance is allowed to be sold across state lines but it's not it's like which is it's fucking outrageous like why we can't do health insurance more like car insurance is just it's it's silly to me can you call hospitals right now and say well how much is your this surgery i mean you can negotiate sure well like can you call different hospitals and say well how much is your surgery here oh i don't know if they'd be able to give you you the and i mean you know if there's a set price I, i don't know but that was kind of what i was getting at is like first off it would make the medical community better it would make doctors 
uh, specialists, it would make them better because they would be able to hone in on certain crafts, right? They wouldn't be like these G- GPs. They wouldn't be doing a beer um, jack uh, of all medical trades. Specialist. Like this guy, yeah, maybe, maybe a urologist for sure. Like I, I like to uh, one guy, but not. But then even within urology, like there's all kinds yeah, of urology, segmented. Uh, there's all kinds of segmented no cock specialists. You Thank know what you. I mean? That yeah, you. I was getting to it. One guy, <laughs> one guy is in penile stretching. You know. Another one is yeah, shortening. Yeah, it's kind of like cameo or like uh, cams. Like it's more cams like it's more like Fiverr. Like it's Fiverr. <laughs> okay. It's Fiverr for doctors. <laughs> okay. And so, so you blow your wheel playing fucking softball. You get on the site and you're like, hey, here's the deal. Uh, yeah. I, I I'm looking for a cash price. I live in this area. Uh, uh, it, uh, the MRI shows that uh, I have a. A torn ACL and MCL with Jimmy the doctor slight, take care of you for slight 40 meniscus down damage. The All of these doctors, and that's one of the services that the doctors actually pay to be a part of the platform, right? Because then it allows them to specialize. And the platform, in turn, they make sure that these doctors are all people with, you know, practicing licenses and they're, you know, everything safe. If you could do that, you would see the cost of healthcare. Uh, Plummet. significantly reduced because you would have people competing again, but you would also have people uh, uh, specializing. But we can't do that because of the way that our fucking insurance is set up. Insurance companies are the bane of our existence, except for James Carlton, who's the best insurance <laughs> agent in the world. No, but health insurance, health insurance is a racket, though. So and I car wish car insurance a little bit. Yeah, but give me the opportunity for health insurance to be sold across state lines like like you can do uh, uh, with 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 home insurance or or car insurance. And you're also going to see uh, all, all of these insurance companies have to compete with their rates for you. And also they can start going back to the hospitals. It's like the same thing with fucking student loans, dude. All of these things are driven by fucking guaranteed loans and guaranteed payments to giant conglomerates, right? So the fucking reason why uh, uh, college, the, the cost of college is just increasing, ever increasing exponentially, is because our government guarantees that if you have this, uh, this scholarship or this grant, they're going to pay that amount of money. So every year they raise tuition over and over, knowing that a, a Sally Mae fucking loan is going to cover the cost of the tuition. It's a never ending. It's never ending for them to just add costs and add costs and add costs. And then what they do it is it gets to a breaking point. It will. Oh, to. we're about there. We're in. The we're bubble. about there because we're learning that because because Harvard is still trying to charge for what Harvard was charging for before, which many times graduates of Ivy League schools would say, hey. Uh, the edu- it's not that the education is or the, the the curriculum is that much more challenging uh, than you know than than some of the state schools and things like that. It is that the peers that you are sitting in lecture halls with and exchanging ideas oh, yeah. with that's what you're paying for when you go to the Ivy League. Well, guess what, motherfuckers, we're all learning from our basements now on a computer. <laughs> so what is, what are you charging for now? Uh, you know? Harvard University has a twenty point four billion dollar endowment. It's not bad. That's <clears throat> not bad. Do you think your government spends too much tax money on the military? Yes, by about fuck yes. By by a number that is fucking so insane. Uh, oh, but we'll kick Denmark's ass right we'll now. Fucking, we'll suck you right in the. Oh, by the way, I, I did want to uh, just we'll shout out. Denmark's I want to I want to shout right out that now. global guy. I do want to shout out that global guy. We got an email saying that our podcast is ranked in Den- uh. ranked in Denmark. <laughs> Denmark. We're ranked in Denmark. Denmark. Global guy. 
though our podcast is ranked in Denmark, and I think that that's fucking great. Now, that could be because nobody's listening to podcasts in Denmark, sure. or it sure. could be because that global guy was like, you guys got to tune in to these fucking knuckleheads that I, that I listen to uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. These guys are crazy. What does that even mean? Uh, uh, we are, uh, yeah, yeah, no, we are. It came up. I, I don't know, uh, for, I guess for, uh, improv comedy, uh, podcast, we are now ranked in Denmark. So I don't know if you're subscribed or, you know, maybe you told some buddies and they started subscribing. Hey, but. I got a little message for you. <laughs> Jag Elsker, Den Globally, free. Fear. Fear. I, I love the global guy. Don't say it. It was just a little message between me and him, man. Oh, I thought I was translating. No. I, 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 speak, I speak fucking Danish. <laughs> I know you do. You don't have to. Oh. I could replace you in a second, Steve. No, you With can't. a hot fireman. Ooh, squirt. Gross. Gross. Uh, you ranked in our 16. Oh, he said he loves you too. We don't have to keep. Just beautiful language. It is, it is actually a very a beautiful language. I beautiful like it. Beautiful language. I'm a fan. <laughs> you better fucking put some respect on it. I, I, I am. Okay. I'm with it. Right, I just want to make sure. Oh, I, am. I just want to make sure don't fucking. I'm with it. Don't be, don't be, we actually, this is, this is not a bit. We are actually ranked in Denmark. Who is this? Who we got in here? Just walking around. What's up, girl? Oh, freaked me out for a second, dude. I, th- I thought freaked I saw a little out. phantom shadow walking freaked around out there before. I wasn't going to get. It's uh, time for a break anyway. He, he understood time when for you a break said where it. We smash he understood when you here. said it. Uh, you're good at Danish. Congratulations on your oh, international success. Oh, look at you, dude. dude. Guys, it's time for a commercial. When we uh, Denmark is a city in New Jersey, right? I probably That's I've been to hilarious. Jersey. I like Jersey. That's I've a, had some fun. I, I always consider New Jersey the Missouri of the Northeast. Uh, guys, Good for on you. The, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a little taste of home. Um, guys, on the other guys. side of the break, we're gonna talk about DMT entities. This is your DM. He's not from Denmark. This is your DMTs. Oh, every time it's gonna do that, Greg. We need to get a new. We need to get a new computer, bud. Welcome back, Hoosier Sophisticate Show, Hour Three. Uh, here comes Steve. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. We're back to talk about weed and stuff, man. Are we? I don't know. I don't know. This is a sex hour, bud. Well, you want you want to talk oh. about sex? You want to pull up some want to pull up some sexy talk, pal? A little sexy talk. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, sure. Let's let's, let's pull it up. What what do you guys want to know about sex today? I got something for you. Don't worry about it. You got something for me, bud. Yeah, bud. I got something for you, pal. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I do. Right in your right in your kisser. You got one of these. I got one of those, bud. You, you ever seen you ever bud? seen one of those, bud? Let's try to punch. You punch as hard as you can. I'll punch as hard. Oh, as Oh, and just see what happens with our knuckles. What do you got for me, man? This is a surprise. Oh, okay. I'll get it. Okay. In the meantime. Hold up. Good morning, Kimberly Mahoney. Thank you for everything you do. Yeah, she's she's what a great addition to the uh, 
Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Friday, after the show, we did um, <clears throat> uh, what we called uh, almost Live Aid. Pretty much Live Aid. <laughs> pretty much Live it was Aid. pretty much Live Aid. I've already uh, that out of my Steve memory. and I, uh, Steve was just playing the jams. He was bringing the tasty jams. I was singing. I was singing my You heart and Mizzy are such out. good singers. Dude, I realized no, next to you guys, no. and I'm like, fuck, no, no, no. pitchy dog. I was so pitchy. I'm pitchy I'm the dog. Pitchy one. No, no, no. I'm the pitchy one. I'm the pitchy dog. one, bud. Uh, You're killing it on the xylophone. You got a whole deal, man. You're charming up there. I'm like, <gasps> I'm taking a dog. There was a rewatching the video. You're so red. So red. It What's was wrong with my face? It was the best, dude. You were Whoa. singing fucking from your bulls. No, I'm singing from right here. I need to oh, sing from here. You need to get down here, bud. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I need to sing from my face. <laughs> I need to sing from my nuts, bud. <laughs> I got a big uh, deal coming up, too, maybe on the 21st. Ooh. Okay. We do. Yeah, we do, don't For we? For the show. Okay. We're going to do a Christmas extravaganza. Okay. I, I got it in the works. Well, we, that's next live show. That's like next week. It's Guys, like if you want to come up Monday. I'm inviting you. But Monday. The list is small. The list yeah. is very small. There, we're only allowing 20 people in here because of social distancing. Kimberly Mahoney has been an amazing addition with all her wonderful help. She really has. She's donated. Uh, she donated a, a ton during Thank you, our, Brian our pretty much live aid. Uh, Brian's been doing some pretty awesome stuff. We've been Brian's helping some great. families uh, leading up to Christmas. You, the three of us had a, a hell horrible of a time. person. Uh, Saturday night, just watching goofy movies, drinking some, drinking some brews, watching some old '90s jams. Uh, uh, it was awesome. I had a really good time. I, had a I good laughed. Time I laughed uh, my little butt off, bud. <laughs> Me too. I really we did. Laughed. We laughed. was great. Hard. Will you pay for the plane tickets? I'll come then. Sure. Yeah, uh, who's that global guy? Global yeah, what's guy? it from sure. Denmark? About yeah, how 40, much does it cost? Bucks? Yeah, if as long as it's as long about as it's less bucks. than like eighty nine ninety nine, we'll get <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, we gotcha. Was it easier gotcha. to get weed than That's alcohol? That's non-negotiable. <laughs> was it easier to get weed than alcohol when you were under twenty one? Not not in St. Louis. Uh, well, oh, it's I mean, so easy to get booze. I mean, I mean it's easy to get both, but I mean, no, it was way easier. But to get you booze. can walk into a store way and get easier. Booze. Uh, everybody had. Booze. Everybody had a friend. That's the thing. Everybody a had a friend who could probably go in and buy alcohol without identification. And on top of that, most households had at least a thirty pack. Uh, yes, a, a, in a fridge or something, yes. or some bottles of liquor in a cabinet that uh, were pretty easily accessible. Yes. So. <laughs> One million percent. All right, buddy, you ready for this? This is what our fans like the most. What? Pig. What that? Go ahead. <laughs> what was that, Alan? Tell me your surprise squirt pig. Tell me your surprise squirt pig. That's. I think that's what he was saying. You, you had a surprise. Oh, <laughs> tell me your surprise. Squirt, Squirt pig. pig. <laughs> That's a type of pig. Are those those pigs that live on those islands? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah Bay of Pigs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ten things every woman wishes you did during sex, guys. This is, this is ten things every woman on <coughs> earth. Wishes now is this is this according to sex? Is this according to Cosmo men's. or this who's is this according this to? This is a men's magazine. Oh, men are right. Men's journal. So oh, this, this one's the men's. Be rich. This ought to be rich. Sadly, so you can dumb it down for the. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's simply simple for the simples. <laughs> for the simples. Sadly, lots of men don't know how to tune into their female lovers. I hear stories over and over again about how men are just not responding to the signals that women send. Learn to be a responsive, tuned-in lover, and you will gain serious appreciation from your partners. That's true. Says Pella 
Wiseman. The f- that's his name? That's his name? Licensed and marriage therapist, along with verbal expression. Thank you. Pay attention to their bodily cues. Moaning. Hang on. A heavier I'm breathing. Up Pella Weissman. Increased lube. Because if this is a broad telling me what and to do, do more we can just shut up right now. <laughs> oh man, that's right. If you're not sure how to interpret a signal, be direct and just ask. I knew that. I knew Pella. I knew that's exactly what you look like, young lady. Oh yeah, okay. that's what every oh yeah 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 okay expert <laughs> yeah you're right journal looks big like. old smile double teeth smile strawberry blonde hair <gasps> see through skin does that feel good do you like Cold, that does that hurt eyes does that hurt your partner may have been too shy to tell you but we'll appreciate that you asked says Weisman likewise if you're not sure if your partner is ready for a certain act like the Amazon. <laughs> consent is sexy to quote the very popular uh university campaign dude i'll slogan. tell you what one time real quick just to build on that uh one time me and this gal we were fucking getting at it dude. we were making out we were feeling each other up and, and what i did was is i got a um it was a four-page consent contract oh, for her come to on. sign You're not gonna and do that. she blew her load all over the floor as soon <laughs> as i put do? the contract gonna, on the table it's gonna be like i said this. here sign here <laughs> That there's consent, and she goes. <laughs> They're just gonna have to do that. Do that thing with the consent uh, cam. You know the consent cam from Black Mirror. I think that's Black Mirror, right? Where they hit it. Yeah. And they go, I consent to this. And yep. The other person goes, I consent to this too, right before they bone up. I'm actually into that. I'm actually into. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's safe. I, I, with I deep like fakes, this, it's totally safe. I like the safety. With deep fakes, totally safe. Um, mm-hmm. While some men, oh here, here we go. Number one, foreplay and afterplay. So this is a girl giving you some ideas in Men's Journal. While some men may think sex is mostly about penetration, a woman needs foreplay and afterplay. If a guy turns over and dozes off, a woman will often feel abandoned, says Dr. Gilda Carl. Sexpert and author of Eight Tips to Understand the Opposite Sex. A woman wants the foreplay to begin the act of intercourse, flirting, text, sexual innuendos, you know, warm her up. Sex for a woman is not just sex. It's a physical and emotional reflection of feeling desired. Okay. Two, explore commonly ignored hot spots. A woman wants a man to explore her inside and outside with his fingers and make it an adventure. <laughs> really? Let's the see. fuck is after play? <laughs> <laughs> let's see if I can find your G spot, for example. Yeah, let's. Shall we? <laughs> this could be a mutual exploration for both of you, says Dr. Gilda. You might want to look up what. What, Dr. Gilda... Gil, what's her name? Gilda... Carl. C-A-R-L-E. Gilda Carl. You want to take a guess what she looks like, <laughs> bud? Yeah, I mean, I think I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say gray hair. I thought it was going to be a... Yeah, you know, like rocking that gray yeah, hair. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That also makes sense. <laughs> be sure to also fondle. And kiss oft ignored erogenous zones like inner thigh, ear, 
and lower back. Like I don't I don't know if maybe oh look, I just I don't think I'm that special. Like when people when they say shit like this, I feel like I'm being talked down to. Like you don't fucking think I knew that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe some guy did. And there's just uh, but how how there can't be that many guys that are that fucking Have you ever seen dumb. the porn where it's like porn stars will have sex with like a fan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And they're yeah. kind of like, I, for, no, I just, I just pictured a guy sticking his dick like in a oscillating. Oh fan. man, that's so what it fucking it caught me off guard for a second. A but, but yes, I yeah. Like, you know, like a, there was like a series called Average Joe. Yeah, sure. Like yeah, that. like yeah, sure. They get, you get guys. I that wouldn't get know. It. But the whole deal is, and I remember some of those. I was like, this is awkward. I like. To I see know a guy what afterplay is. Somebody asked on the text line. Dirty talk. Women want to feel wanted, okay, guy? Yeah. They want to know they are turning you on and how. They want to feel hot, desired. Dirty talk has its limits. Appreciated, honored, says Weissman. Individual preferences vary. Dirty, descriptive, romantic. But try out different varieties to see what elicits the best response from your partner. Yeah. If you need a place to start... Read our complete dirty talk guide right Oh, buddy. Here. We might need to just go ahead and take a hard right turn <laughs> to Dirty Talk Town. I'm looking at it right now. Be a little mean. I like that. So far, actually, <clears throat> most of this has been pretty Don't play pretty 20 questions. Solid advice, actually, so far. Uh, sex before sexting. Make her laugh. Speaking another language in her I mean, ear. So, so far, so good. <clears throat> Experiment with different things. Watch porn together. Go easy on the daddy talk. Uh, I, yeah, I think so, too. I uh, Yeah, I, I agree. agree. I agree with that. And don't worry if it doesn't work. That's a, that's a good little... <clears throat> no, that, so far... Yeah, the, those are good. The, those are tips for so dirty talk. So far, the tips... So far, the... The sex tips have been pretty solid so far. Yeah, we don't have, I mean, and yeah. so far, Some of those uh, are and be actually, good. those were. See, this is the problem, ladies. You need to be reading Men's Journal. That's the thing. Okay. That's, yeah. the, that's where they're missing out. You read Cosmopolitan, their sex uh, tips are ridiculous. They're also getting sex tips, their sex tips from women experts. Don't do that. Don't do that. Get, get your sex tips from uh, uh, sexually evolved uh, men if that's Shit. who you're trying to please. That's, that's when it makes sense. Just like, just like that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Clitoral stimulation. Yes, guys, women want more of it. Some women like it with a finger or three in the ass <laughs> or vagina at the same time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can also try strong sucking, teasing with your tongue, yeah, sure. and using your nose and forehead. Fuck yeah, dude. This Using your dude, nose right and forehead. Right dude, right now, they're, they're nailing it. They're nailing it, dude. This nailing is, this is this good. Shit. Try different amounts of pressure, rhythm, and duration of time to see what she likes best. For many women, direct contact on the clitoris can be too intense. Sure it is. Although they may like rhythmic pressure on the clitoral shaft, mm -hmm. the part of the woman's clitoris that swells when she's aroused. It's, 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 I liken it to, uh, we've all been in that situation where uh, you, just, you just came and oh you, you sign up get in shape or plan. i don't want to be cut i don't want to be cut <laughs> i don't want to be cut uh, I, I, what I a great thing to be able to say no to <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a stupid really, lazy I really fuck wanna, i don't really want to cut okay man. i guess i want to be a stupid lazy fuck unless i fucking yeah, I like it, that, that would be this. great if that was the other option like no i like being a fat fuck <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, worship her not just her orgasm a woman wants to be sensually stroked and caressed, not grabbed. Uh, 
That's debatable. One of my clients complains her husband always grabs her breast. Uh-huh. She feels like a piece of meat. Okay. Huh. A woman wants to see adoration in her man's eyes. A woman yeah, feels it's a balance, bud. It's a balance. If a woman feels like your only goal in bed is to make her orgasm, she may feel like your romp has more to do with your ego than anything else. You think a girl, if she, if you're all about getting her off like just amazingly well, and she's like, all he cared about was my orgasm. He's just feeding his ego. No, if you did it right, she's going to be like, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes. But I mean it also I mean people I don't are, people are entering, ego at that point. But on the flip side of that, you know, like if if you're in a relationship and you have uh tremendous sex all the time, uh and it does become this thing where the two of you are just ultimately trying to make the other person come as many times as you possibly can. Uh, maybe there's an ego trap in there. You know what oh, I mean? Where, sure. you yeah, know, yeah. Like the ego's where, good where, where you lose the connection of the, the after play or whatever, where, where, you, where you're wanting to... <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're like, you're, you, you've turned yourself into a sex toy and you've lost the human connection, the That's spiritual fine. connection. Everyone's yeah, sometimes you gotta fine. do that. Every now and no, then, you gotta stuff. fucking throw all of it <laughs> to the wind and just see what comes out of it but you can't forget that you know there is a uh, uh, a, a spiritual connection and uh, uh energetic not being tied right? <laughs> energetic uh, not being licked <laughs> <laughs> but sure ma- oh make sure she comes first and again women have the ability to climax multiple times and that means so do guys i'll come seven times in the night dude and that means that your job as her partner is to make sure that women have more of those gasms. Many people don't realize that 70% of women need clitoral stimulation to orgasm. Um, founder and CEO of My Secret Luxury, Stacy Ribchin, Ribchin says, So yes, you'd be correct in thinking that you can't just rely on penetration alone to get her off. Rather, consider introducing accessories and toys into bed that get you in the right position or angle for what you both like best. All about that shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Make her feel like a pig. Oh, sorry. Make her feel pretty. (coughs) It's more than just when you are naked. Try for no reason at all saying, You're beautiful! Unless you're talking to Angelina Jolie, we all have one phrase in common that we can never hear enough, and that's, you're so beautiful, says uh, sex and relationship expert Wendy Newman. Wendy Newman. Be spontaneous. Women like surprises, especially sexy ones. Surprising your girlfriend or wife with something that shows you care about her while also showing how sexy you think she is. Goose in the pussy. eh? Some ideas beyond lingerie, knee-high socks, a silk robe, a racy nightgown. When a woman knows you bought something for her when thinking how hot she'd look in it, it also may inspire her to be a little more adventurous next time she finds herself shopping for naughty underthings. <laughs> naughty underthings. Naughty underthings. <laughs> or try gifting her a sensual shared activity like a couple's massage or passes to hot yoga to check out together. Last one is pay attention outside of sex, too, bud. A woman wants to know a guy is going out of his way for her. Could be a little trinket he picked up uh, because he's thinking about her. Could be flowers. When a guy proves he cares about a woman and cares about her body, 
She will be putty in his hands, says Dr. Gilda. <clears throat> Showing that you're a caring listener is also key. A woman wants to know a man is truly listening to what she's saying. Listening proves a woman is important enough to a guy that she that he wants to know what's on her mind. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut, shut up. the fuck up. Remember, <laughs> shut up. Remember that? No. You don't know Seth's guy, the ladies' man? He's like, when you on a date, he oh. goes, Just shut the fuck up. Up. You can't help yourself talking. He's like, let her do the talking. Let her do Shut the talking. Shut the fuck up. You ain't trying to make a connection. You're just trying to dig fuck. down these hoes. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's just trying to dig them down. His whole thing was be quiet, ask questions, and dig them down at the end of the night. He had a whole system. Not bad. What was that guy's name? The ladies? Uh, the guy? The guy? You better not mention that again. Jizmonger. There's a new sheriff in town, and he's here to squirt. Bust out a little baby batter for the thirsty ones. Pouring some out for my homies. Oh, I like her voice. Oh, she's a sweetie. She's I like a sweetie. her voice. Who's that? She's What's your a, name? She's a sweetie. What's your name, gal? What's her? What is? I don't, I don't know what name? her name is. Or is that Alan playing a trick on me? Just kidding. This is Alan. Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Time for another commercial. No. My name is Queef Queen. No. No, it's not. Nope. It's not. I'm convinced the stanky leg was derived from female orgasms. The stanky leg. Are you sure that's How would orgasm? you know? The stanky leg? Like, no... The, st the stanky leg. I know. Stanky leg. Stanky leg means it stank. It stinks. <laughs> uh, Steve, you've uh, never. Oh, we haven't done that in a while. Uh, yeah, you abandoned it. I'll give you one. You abandoned it. I'll give you one. You want one? I'll give you one. <laughs> no, because they're not good. Uh, they're on this day in history, 1775. <laughs> Are you sure it's this day? You, Are you sure it's this actual you, day? Uh, say the 15th. Brought to you by uh, Bunder Property Group. Uh, the Bill of Rights is ratified in Congress. Come along. Inalienable motherfucker. <clears throat> you doing okay over there? Oh. Oh, nice. You feel cool sitting like that? It's time for me to like rap with the kids, man. Afternoon special. Just time to rap with the kids. What's up? What's going on? What's up with you? You know? Does Seth not know that we have a... Uh, a, t a show in the mornings. Is he texting us right now? Yeah, he's just sending us messages. Why? Uh, oh, well, actually, it's in regards to... Go, Go silly! silly! A lisping cheerleader. One of the best... One of the best... Uh, I don't know how you would do lisping without making noise. I don't think you could. I think, I think we need to read the rules. I think you got to be able to... We can go like this. I... <laughs> 
I mean, maybe. Maybe you could. Maybe you could. <laughs> you could. What's that? Maybe you could. That's what we were talking about. So maybe Wouldn't could. mind riding that tongue. My tongue? What you talking about whenever you were... <laughs> oh, I have my tongue sticking out. Later. That's your lisp? <laughs> I would have got that. I got blow up, doll. You got blow up. Dude, that was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> that, was not, that was not bad. But I don't even think you guys got the second card. No. That was a oh. hard loss. I get it. I get, I get it. I could, stomach pumping. Dude, I was going to run through this wall. Guys, we get weird on Monday nights. He got upset. We get weird on Monday nights. Um, what are you doing? It's <laughs> a close up Craig. I don't really want to be show. in a close up Craig show. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't think it's too much to ask. Um, <clears throat> here's the deal I've been DMTs in this for a long time, Steve. Uh, a DMT drug study investigates the entities people meet while tripping. Uh, the psychedelic drug DMT can conjure powerful visions in low doses. People often hallucinate fractal patterns, geometric shapes, distortions in the physical space around them, but things get much stranger with higher doses. Mm. When people consume enough DMT and in dimethyltryptamine to have a breakthrough experience, they often encounter beings that seem autonomous, existing in a reality separate from our own. The form and nature of these beings vary in reports, but one thing remains curiously constant. People tend to rank these encounters among the most meaningful experiences of their lives. For some people, these encounters change their beliefs about reality, the existence of an afterlife, and God. A recent survey provides some of the most detailed information about these encounters to date. Published in the Journal of Psychopharmacology, the survey includes responses from 2,561 adults about their single most memorable encounter with a being or beings after smoking or vaporizing DMT. DMT is an endogenous chemical, meaning the body produces it naturally, though it's a Schedule One drug in the U.S. You, you know the deal. <clears throat> most respondents had used DMT about a dozen times in their life. The survey excluded experiences in which people consumed other drugs with DMT, and it didn't include experiences with ayahuasca, which is a brew that contains DMT. The results show the encounters produced an emotional response for 99% of people. The most common emotions were joy, trust, surprise, love, kindness, friendship, and fear during the encounter experience with smaller proportions reporting emotions such as sadness, distrust, disgust, anger. Interestingly, 58% of respondents said the being also had an emotional response, almost always positive. Uh, the encounters felt more real than reality. This was true for 81% of respondents during the encounter and 65% after the encounter. One respondent wrote, there was an indescribably powerful notion that this dimension in which the entity and I convened was infinitely more real than the consensus reality I usually inhabit. It felt truer than anything else I'd ever experienced. How can experience. something be infinitely more real than reality? 
Well, uh, I mean, infinitely is an interesting descriptor, but I, I mean, this is something that I've said here on this show that I've said many times that I truly believe like the most real thing that I've, the most real thing I've ever experienced has been in that space. That's why I feel comfortable and competent and, uh, um, uh, ignorant of any, um, judgments, uh, of my, um, explaining the experience, right? Because for the longest time, and it's still very, uh, you know, it happens all the time when you talk to someone who's had a powerful, uh, hallucination, psychedelic, psychotropic experience where people like feel the need to have to apologize as a precursor, uh, for what sounds like, uh, craziness, you know, like I, I know this sounds crazy, yeah. but this is what happened. And as far as I can tell, like all of the things that I've felt and experienced in this world kind of paled in comparison as far as what felt true to me. Isn't it less real, though? And I know they put real in quotes there, but like if we're defining this as reality, which I know this isn't even fucking really real. This is just what's our brain is telling us what's real, what our eyes are seeing, what uh, even the, the frequencies we're picking up on, you know what I mean? There could be a whole nother world going on around us, but for someone to go on record saying it was infinitely more real than consensus reality. It's like, I think it's, I think it's on the same level. I'm not saying it's less real, but I'm saying it's like almost like what's more real. I feel like that's a closer to a dream like trance state than this reality. And if we're considering dreams the opposite of reality, or you know what I mean, like to quantify what reality is, try to, which you can't really. You can't. You can't. <clears throat> and maybe in this sense, it's like, oh, this reality is kind of the veil, and that reality is <laughs> that reality is the peak behind the curtain. But isn't that just kind of a story you tell yourself anyway? Because we'll sure. never really know. Yeah. But is that maybe that's what that this guy is alluding to? Like, oh yeah, this is the, the consensus reality that all of our brains are in. This is the singular mm. reality of what I'm picking mm -hmm. up on because my reality is only uh, based on the reality of others telling me kind of what's real and interacting. So I need this other stuff to know I'm real. So mm -hmm. it's all working together. You got to have both of them to know what's real. To where when you get into a deep state on DMT, it's just you and the reality. Yeah. Which I could see what that, that you know, because that's a singular function of, it's like how does one cell feel by itself or one cell working in congruence with all these other cells? You know, does the cell ever go, oh, fuck, I'm doing all this shit myself. Like, ooh, this is crazy. Yeah. I'm, the yeah. only, I'm the only motherfucker here, really. No doubt. But, I mean, there's a bunch of other things here, too. But I'm the only one that is real. <laughs> you sure. know, that I'm sure. I don't know you're real. No, that's, I don't know anything's that's, real. Well, and, and, and you're seeing a version of me that I don't see. Yeah. And vice versa. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's, all, it's all how we're perceiving this thing. So, I mean, so, yeah, real is a weird word because uh, what what is real? Well, I mean, this waking existence, this physical reality is certainly different than the DMT one, which is different than... Uh, a, 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 a other chemical uh, or, or meditative uh, planes of existence. I've been uh, a different thing in a different place 
under the influence of different things often, you know, like uh, this, this particular article is about DMT. A lot of people get entities. I personally, I've, I've only had one kind of experience with an entity and it was, <clears throat> that's cool. That's cool. And it wasn't really an entity that I was communicating with. Uh, I guess I've had two, but on DMT itself. Uh, the other one was on a psilocybin journey. Uh, but, you know, I, it, I, it was basically just this giant mantis-like alien thing. I, I, I don't, but it, but it, it was seemingly benevolent. You know, its presence was joyous as I was moving through its space. But like, I didn't have like a, a conversation. Very, very rarely is that how I'm getting my my lessons, my you know, my understanding of things by like communicating with what I uh my brain or or potentially you know extraterrestrial aliens that maybe i'm communicating with like i'm not convinced that people aren't also doing that it's just that's not how my, what that's not the frequency my antenna picks up you know so uh but what I, I i communicate with the infinite i communicate with the void and i don't know if that's just a collection of my super conscious uh, you know conscience or, or what you know it's um it's something that I, I, I think, you know, maybe that's what a conversation with God sounds like. That's probably what all of the great holy books w were inspired by. You know, if, 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 if Moses or Abraham or whomever thought that, you know, there was this voice in their head, that this voice from the heavens that was telling them something, uh, I think that's kind of what the, uh, some of my experiences have been like. But there wasn't necessarily anything that was given form. Um, I see a lot of mechanical gears in there. It's very, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird rudimentary three dimensional world that I go to, uh, or, you know, with, with all of these different, it's like, like the movie, uh, I guess like the movie inception or, uh, uh, Doctor Strange, when like the buildings are like starting to flip over and like everything's just kind of moving mechanically, that's a lot of what my yeah. experience looks like. It's very kaleidoscopic, right? <clears throat> but I don't have a lot of these these experiences. However, I have had the very real, like the thing where I'm like, Phew. okay, well, this is the fucking this is if this is what it is. This is what this is whatever exists outside of my body. That's that's the feeling, I guess. Like it's it's not like I mean, it could very well be a dream. I'm not a super vivid, lucid dreamer. I've certainly had them, but it doesn't happen often. But, like, it's, it's what reality feels like to my conscience. You know, it's what reality feels like to my soul, to my spirit. Uh, it's what reality feels like when I'm not in this shell. And I hope, I hope that that's just kind of the thing. Like, it's a remembering for me. It's what it feels like. I feel, I feel like I feel reassured by the experience, and I feel reassured by it not searching for reassurance. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. I'm not going there to be um, uh, reminded of the infinite. It, it just so happens that when I've gone there, that's just kind of what my uh -huh. understanding of it has been. Is it similar to faith? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, but see, I, I don't know that my ideals, uh, I don't know that they require faith in that being the thing because I've seen different filters of the infinite or what I feel is the infinite. I've seen it as, you know, a, 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 a labyrinth. I've seen it as 
uh, never-ending clock gears all over the place. I've seen it as uh, Mandelbro sequences collapsing in on themselves. I've seen it as this crazy fisheye white space that has like uh, this kind of void of color and everything just seems like a faint echo. Yeah. I've seen it as a lot of different things, and each one of them was kind of reassuring in their own way. Each one of them felt like, you know... Maybe maybe this 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 endogenous chemical that we make that we that we speculate uh, helps us dream or is released before we die or any of that. Maybe it is. It's like each of us. It's the piece that each of us carries around that is. Uh, it is our locket. It's our locket of the infinite. And every now and then we can kind of open the locket and we can see what it is that we actually carry with us. Um, but it's not, but like it loses its luster if you're, if you're constantly, you know, being reassured looking into it. Yeah. But when you do, when you, after it's been a while and you're like, you know, I haven't, I haven't opened that. I haven't opened that little locket that, that locket I have in my pocket. Locket, locket in, in my pocket. pocket. What? Locket in my pocket. I, I no. I sometimes wonder if like our moms who got down on church, if that's what they thought to kind of bring everything together. That when you saw those things in that space, that that exact same experience for them was a priest chanting with the host on the altar. Yeah. You know, and so I'll never, I don't think I'll ever figure it out, you know. Yeah, well, probably not. And so how do I uh, um, come to grips with the stories I tell myself, what I want to believe, and what is real—the real story. Like this is or one is big mystery. Is it important? That's to what know I'm. That's what it's what, real. Like that's the that's the exact problem. Is okay. I don't want to be lied to, and I don't want to lie to myself because that if you get that out of balance, you can get real wacky. Yeah, you know, yeah, like sure. you're like, I'm going to tell myself yeah, all it's these like stories. Having a wheel out of balance. Man. Yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't take very much to fucking make a real sure. ride. But I also don't want to swing the other way with the pendulum to say, well, nothing matters. I, it doesn't care oh, how I that, treat that, that person, yeah, that how I treat myself. Yeah. No doubt. Yep. So to find the medium where I'm lying to myself just enough and lies in truth we think is so black and white or whatever, you know, cut and dry. They're not. Lies and truth are kind of always these things that there are certain truths that it's like, yeah, I'm always going to love my kids. Like, but lies and truths, we're always seeing like, I love you, my girlfriend right now. I love you. A month later, I hate you. So if you're taking away the spectrum of time, you have loved and hated this person. Mm-hmm. When you said I loved him is now a lie. When you said you hated them, maybe you got back together. Now you love them. That is a lie. You have lied in your life. These lies of, of the past and these ways of like, what is real? What are the stories I tell myself to get through? But I don't want to lie to myself enough that I'm just buying into my own bullshit. And I sure. think that's where having a good support system and a good friend, uh, a lot of good friends or just a few who can kind of say, dude, I was thinking this the other day. Let me bounce this idea off you. Okay, yeah, we got this shit. This is a great conversation. Now I'm learning stuff about myself that I could never learn by myself. Yeah. I'm help. You're helping me learn about myself by saying things 
that are bouncing off me, bouncing off you. And it's this whole interlayered thing of the universe learning about itself. Well, I need this little part of the universe to learn more about this little part of the universe. Yeah. And that's why we're social beings. That's why I want to, you know, do as much as we can to get people together, which reminds me, uh, 20 people, sweet leaf in Festus next, next Monday. Monday, next Monday. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, you can ask if you can be here. We're not it's sure. Be a if we'll let Chris, you Christmas extravaganza comedy show. It's going to be great. Show. We're going to put on a little comedy show, like a little, Oh no. Go silly. silly. Go silly. <laughs> Go silly. You want back on? <laughs> Come there on, he man. Is. Here's the man. There he there is. is. no 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 one will ever forget it no one no one will ever forget it we're making shirts Seth's already sent us designs so so here's the deal you said you were lying to yourself what about food yeah what do you got whatever you want yeah I like meat Bert. Uh, Waffle House, what are you getting? Whatever you want. Are you eating? All right. Okay, yeah, just. Uh, they do a double cheeseburger this early at Waffle House? Don't do anything you want. I'll do the same thing. Just a single cheeseburger. I don't want to get crazy. Single cheeseburger. No, no, a single bacon cheeseburger. Because they got good bacon there, they got thick cut bacon. A bacon cheeseburger. A bacon cheeseburger at 9.48 South. Coach Coach won't know how that hash pipe's coming along. I have been in the glass shop all week. When I he is. I today, saw I pipes. I will work on it today. That you got it. Today. I'll text you to remind you because Coach Coach is like our. He's you know, the dude. No, no, no. We're, I'm all over it. He's make all it. over it. He's going to make it today, he said. Uh, plain. Maybe some ketchup on the side or whatever. L- load it up. Run it through the garden. Run it through the garden. Thank you. That's nice. All right, here's the deal. Fed, uh, so you, you, were, you said a couple of things, minutes, and I can't bud. believe that I've actually. Uh, yeah, he's 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 in the glass studio all day today. He forgot about Coach you. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, oh yeah, fuck, fuck that, fuck that guy. Shit on that guy. He's busy. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want, oh, guy? Shit, the world Jesus doesn't Christ. stop and start. Make that pipe right now. Make that pipe right now. You know, you 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 mentioned like kind of having to lie to yourself. You know, into this reality, and it, you don't want to. You don't want to be at the part where nothing matters, but you also, you know, want to have this greater understanding that kind of some of this stuff doesn't. You know, <laughs> yeah, you want to have sure. an existence that it that, that it doesn't. And I think that that is, I think that is one of the the nice things about psychedelics when, uh, you know, when exploring the infinite is, uh, and, and not just psychedelics. Again. You know, holotropic breathing, different different ways to to enter kind of trance state, uh, travel state. Is that you know typically when you're there, when you're understanding maybe how silly a lot of this stuff is, you're also being affirmed that you are a part of this uh, this bigger thing, and yeah. and you are still very unique in it, and your experience and your your perception of things is important. For, for universal consciousness to really get a, a well-rounded view of everything, to really be able to make this hologram whole, it takes all of us seeing the world through a different set of eyes, seeing the universe through a different set of eyes. And in that, you getting to have some, some, some agency and some free will to move throughout that 
it only makes the universal consciousness that more aware, that that more intelligent. And so uh, it, 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 you don't have to, you know, dive into nihilism, though sometimes that's the fucking filter that presents itself to you. And you're like, you know, and, and you have to understand kind of how to move through that and find things that that you don't even if it's true that they don't matter. You want them to matter and you give them meaning and you give them enough of your vibration of your energetic existence that they do mean something in this big, again, holographic picture that we're all kind of co-creating. And and again, and maybe you don't buy into any of that. That's also okay, right? Because on the flip side of that, there are people that are like, I don't have time for the God talk, for the for the bigger spirituality talk. I like to see the fucking way laser lights go off when I'm tripping. It's fine. That's fine. You know, if you, if, if your experience, if you are tied into all these damn kids and their laser lights, man, you know, if, if, if that is, if, if your existence is entirely, uh, if your recognition of existence is entirely attached to this physical body, then that's also fine. You can you can go and just and live this the best you can. And if you're like, hey, I'm fucking fertilizer when it's all done, cool, yeah. great. I you know I've got a little bit of all of that in my ethos. That's my thing. Is like if if anything, uh, when my dad was sick, I my faith was as I was as far away from God. I feel like, uh, and I was kind of stuck in a situation for years leading up to that. I was you know substance abuse things like that, and and my relationship with God sucked. You know, it was it, because what I kind of thought was God or how I was taught to talk to God was kind of uh, a little farcical to me. And there were still things that were kind of important to me. But at the same time, like, I don't I didn't know why, because I didn't feel that connection to God when I was doing it. Like I did when I was a kid. Straight up, I bought into it as a kid because when I sang as loud as I could in church where the sound bounced around all of us and we made like this thing that was literally a higher vibration, I felt closer to God. And as I got older and I, and I you know, uh, when we moved to to Springfield and our church was kind of a, a you know a, your typical suburban kind of uh, um, contemporary Catholic church where everything's kind of carpeted and, and you know just different looking it wasn't the same thing we grew city. up with in the city where you have like these cathedrals and these just different you know kind of cavernous Technology is a real asshole sometimes, and right in the middle of a great conversation about psychedelic existentialism, uh, the feed dropped. So uh, we're picking up somewhere random a little bit down the road. Uh, thanks for your patience. Long. Uh, Where we were you we reading the reconnect? reconnect? Uh, down in the lower left corner. Uh, so um, hopefully the sound was still coming through to you guys, maybe. Maybe there was. Uh, to try and convince you there is a God would be very difficult. Um, I'll scare you, isn't it? Yeah, we, you know, that's the, the, the funny thing is, is that that is, that was normal, you know? Oh, and yeah, and it's, sti- it's hell, still bud. very normal. And it's also, it's, sometimes it's heartbreaking because you see people that you love so kind of caught in this uh, loop of fear that even whenever uh, they're dealing with uh, death, you know, whenever... Uh, uh, loved ones, like to me, if you're really, I mean, if you're really just strong in your faith, then death doesn't have this super negative, negative effect on you. It doesn't, you know, like it doesn't mean you don't feel sadness or anger or whatever happens, especially when it's an untimely death, but also like, you know, your faith is, uh, uh, typically it should be a reassurance. Like 
anybody who is rooted in any kind of religious faith, typically that, that faith is attached to the eternal. Whatever, whatever filter of God you want to put on that, typically it's attached to the eternal. Uh, and so, you know, you should be, re- you should be um, assured in your faith. Uh, by the time that you've you that someone you love has come to death that it doesn't just completely destroy your your world because if you love them then you're happy for them getting to experience this thing that we're all promised right i know so so that's a but here's the deal the way that they they have scared us into faith is that you know there's enough doubt there's enough guilt there's enough self-loathing to actually uh, entertain the fact that maybe you don't get to see that vision of the infinite and you're going to be punished for it. And so there's this, and then there's also this question, whether you believe any of this at all. And maybe that in your mind is like, well, maybe, maybe they, maybe I won't ever see them again. Maybe I won't. And, you know, I would suggest that just like, uh, for many people who, I think we talked about it a little bit last night, like the first time you smoked weed or the first, like you, you, you did a certain substance, like you weren't really sure how it was supposed to feel. You thought weed was yeah. going to be mushrooms, yeah. right? And, you know, maybe there's a, a layer of that to the afterlife where we have this idea of what life is because this is how we live it. This is how we move through it. And life might look completely different after we leave this body behind. And it might take a minute to understand that. It'll be a new, a whole new birthing process. Yeah. Or maybe not. You know, yeah. like, I have a hard time believing that uh, this thing, like, I don't have a hard time believing um, that I'm just a, 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 I mean, I know. It's, it's scientific fact. I'm, I'm such a small part of this whole thing that is, that is made up right now. And there are enough kind of similarities and consistencies with everything that we cut open that we look into, whether it's brain mapping looking like the universe or, you know, flowers opening in these Fibonacci spirals, there are things that are kind of happening throughout nature with things that we're not physically interacting with um, that are following kind of the same patterns. Something appears to be bigger than what we're participating in. And you get to apply whatever name you want to to that and it doesn't and, and 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 for me like when i say god it's almost lazy because it, it god is just the easiest thing for me to say to describe the most complicated thing happening like the, this this constant uh interaction of all things that every now and then we get to remove our ego from and realize oh yeah i'm uh participating in that at more than just a cellular level, I'm also participating that at a at a vibrational level. I'm participating in that, you know, uh, uh, in a, uh, on a spectrum of light. Like there are different yeah. ways that we, and that's one of the things that psychedelia kind of gives us a glimpse into is it blends. It's the synesthesia of senses that allows us to kind of feel the beauty of something that we see or, you know, uh, 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 taste, uh, the taste, the beauty of, of, of something we can see, or, you know, something has a, it's not, it's not that something looks a certain way or smells a certain way or sounds a certain way or feels a certain way. It's all of those things 
kind of happening simultaneously. And that's why it's really hard to use adjectives that are built to describe different senses that we feel whenever we're feeling all of them at the same time. No doubt. And I think it also, you know, to balance it out, could just be the brain playing a few tricks on us too, you know? And it's like, does finding that out matter? Yeah. You know know what I mean? You get to apply the meaning. Yes. And Uh. probably, I mean, what I like to believe is we probably get to shape what that next yeah. incarnation is. It's like everything in our is. life. When shit happens to you, how are you going to shape that situation in your life? Bad things happen, good things happen. Okay, there's quintessential things that are considered good and bad. But when things happen to you, how you react is how this, this outcome is going to be. And that's kind of with everything. You know, you can't sure. let life happen to you. Sometimes you got to take the old bull by the horns, sure. bud. Naturally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, good talk, dude. Not bad, good brother. talk Not today, bad. bud. You got good anything, talk. Uh... No, he took my guitar away. That son of a bitch. And I lost his. I lost his uh, tuner. His tuner? It's around. We'll find it right now. Guys, oh, uh, we have sponsors. They're great. We're at the Sweet Leaf Emporium Studios. You saw Jason come back here and tell you all to go silly. Go silly, everyone. Uh, Catholic Church, I feel, will bring the Antichrist. I left and formed my own relationship with God, which has been more real than ever. Through psychedelics, I feel he speaks and shows things that you wouldn't see without the veil lifted. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, when I started the Missouri Psychedelic Podcast, which I have to to get going again, uh, you guys got to start holding me accountable, man. I'm just not spending enough time here talking. Um, when I started it, I got to thinking about how how cool the premise is. You do? How cool the premise is. I got a guitar guy coming in. Yeah, right on. Okay. Uh, how cool... I, I forgot. I lost where I was at, guys. I apologize. Uh, Catholic Church... Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll find it, guys. We'll find, I mean, it. Yeah, we'll find it. You just need there. You go. You got a little guitar tuna over there. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's, he is a real. My guy. my relationship with God improved through psychedelics as well. Um, but I don't. You know, I I also I'm trying to find like last night we had Brennan on the show and he does a really good job of communicating things that people have a hard time hearing uh, through. Um, you know, just 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 through uh, analogies and allegories that kind we can all kind of apply to our own existence, and I feel as though finding a way to communicate the infinite, to talk about spirituality, to talk about what what is consciousness, and you know how much does uh, does your waking reality depend on the body that you inhabit? You know, I, I don't know, uh, but having those conversations regularly. And trying to find ways to where it's not people are just shut off to it uh, from the get go. Uh, that's only going to it's make fun. us more. Imp- it, it's made me more empathetic. It's like I'm searching. About. I'm searching for that person's perspective. That's something that's like yeah. like sitting and listening to someone's uh, stories uh, of, of psychedelia and like their experience with with the infinite, with God, with, with just the weird. Getting those different perspectives gives me a greater capacity to understand because I know how crazy I sound. <laughs> we talked about it. We talk about it all the time. You're like, I've uh, apologized. I, I know this sounds crazy. And first time we talk to Shane Moss, he's like, I assure you, you know, uh, it may sound crazy, but I'm probably the one person on the planet you could talk to and, and not 
think you're crazy. Yeah. You know? Um, and, but the, that's the thing, man. We always feel like we have to apologize for making people feel uncomfortable that maybe what this is is also kind of a mass hallucination, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I we're, we're all... I think we're getting out of We're there, all participating in, uh, in, in, in delusions every day. We all participate in delusions every day, especially with, the, with, with, with media narratives and whatever. Like, there's always something being pushed that yeah, polarizes us and people are participating. I didn't pick I wanted to be cut because I already am just straight cut. Look in the mirror every day. I'm like, you no stallion. You and stallion. then I'm like, see a picture of myself and I'm like, oh. It was actually a, a circumcision oh. ad. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. I'm already cut. Yeah, you're already cut. <laughs> Your parents loved you, and, and, oh, and no, hang come on. on. Oh, they did. They loved you, and they said, I have to cut my son's penis for God. Yeah, thank you. For God. It was for God, bud. I know. Oh, All right. Oh, we got a, we got rocks. What are we playing? You Pick tell one, me, baby. bud. What do you know on the guitar? I don't. What do you got, Steve-O? Hey, guys, what song do you want to hear? This oh. is how we end this thing. We'll look it up, and then we'll do, it. We'll do an improv right now. We'll do an improv right now. We did Shanty Mama or whatever you play? What is Shanty Mama, really? bud? You got to sing it? You gotta come on, uh, on file. On file, you gotta come on camera. Get over here. <coughs> Alright, there's a lot of people in, uh, uh, you know, Ario Speedwagon or Sticks or. Or Beatles, or Stones, or, I don't know that. or any any of that. I know a lot of that stuff. Just Tom just Patty, play one. We'll play do one. it. We'll sing it. No, just pick one. Check. Go. Well, you already did. I remember. What song are you guys playing here? What's the name of that song? What song is it? You want to hear? Shanty, and it's sad you don't know it. I know. I'm the one who knows it. Who plays it? Who's who's the? The Shanty's in Fenton, Missouri. It's not called the Shanty. That's the name of the song, not the store. The store is definitely cool, though. Who sings it? Jonathan Edwards. I've never heard. I've never heard the song in my life. (laughs) You've heard it. I've never heard it. You've heard it. I wanna sit in the kitchen, think of something good to eat, make me a little head high, oh they can bleed, cause I wanna lay around and shanty mama. Put a good buzz on. You've heard it, you've heard it. We'll pass to me, baby. We'll pass to me slow. Take time out to smile. A little bit of letting go. We're gonna lay around the shanty mama. Put a good buzz on. Well, they ain't got nothing to do, and there's always room for more. Fill it lighty, shut up, and close the door. We're gonna lay around the shanty mama. Put a good buzz on every night. If I can help it, we're gonna lay around the shanty mama. Put a good buzz on. Nailed it. How about that? You never heard that song? I think I have. Come on, guys. I think I have. I haven't heard it in a minute. I didn't know it was Jonathan Edwards. Who the hell's Jonathan Edwards? Guy ran wow, for, he ran for guys. senator. Didn't he? Was he a senator? John Edwards? John Edwards. Yeah, he was a senator. senator. Uh, I think he uh, got caught banging somebody. And well, you know, how, it's time to... No, we do it. Are you going longer? What are you doing? No, I'm not going longer. I'm just getting comfortable, bud. Why? Because I got work to do, Steve. Because we got sponsors. 
James Carlton sells insurance. I'm going to his office directly after here. Wish me luck. Shoot a video. Wish me luck. I might not ever return. Oh, I know. Is he murdered? 314-961-4800. He is the best insurance agent in the game. He takes care of me, my family, uh, my friends. Uh, He's a steward of the the community. He is. He honestly, the guy is the most. He was the first sponsor we ever had. You call him a murderer. I. Those are all in jest. (laughs) Those are all in jest. He doesn't have the capacity. He wouldn't hurt a fly. No, he's. He doesn't have the capacity to call him. Call him. Give him a shot. It would help us if you just. If you live in Missouri or Illinois, called him and said we heard about you on the Hoosiers. It would really mean a lot to us. It really would, and it's probably going to save you money. If, if we're being honest. And you're going to have better insurance. It's a possibility to save you money, too. It's, yeah. I mean, it could just make your, your day better. Whatever. Shani is one of the Friday songs on Casey. It's good shit. Uh, Allie Taylor, Limp Biscuits. No. Okay. No. Oh, that's what you wanted no. for that? I'm just my... Break your fucking face tonight! Give me something to break! Uh, Adam Bundren, last night, I was pretty tired from the show. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. You did, though. I woke up 3.11 in the morning. Oh, Amber yeah. is a color. And I did. Melody. I called him up, and, and, he, and he says, uh, well, hello, is this one of the Hoosiers? And I say, rainstorm, take, take me, me away from, from the norm. norm. Whoa. I got to tell you Whoa. something. Man, if you wanted to try to fucking French kiss and a chick. He, he joined in in perfect harmony and he said, This phenomenon had to put it in a song and it goes like, Whoa, three bedrooms, two baths, 1900 square feet. Whoa, ranch style house being good to me. <laughs> you want to know what brings me here? It's your love. I call you in the middle of the night just to talk real estate. We love Adam Bundren, and he wants to talk to you. You could call him now if you want to. These are technically his office hours. Sure. But it's really not his kink, and we don't kink shame. (laughs) So maybe you call him in the middle of the night, and you say, let's talk some insurance, Adam. Um, You guys did way better. Uh, uh, Hey, little mama, let me light your candle because I'm sure the Hemi now gets around. I don't... Is that what he says? Jake, he says... They said we the, did awesome. They won an encore The Hemi now gets around. You, got, you know any Limp Biscuit? You know Limp Biscuit? He doesn't know Limp Biscuit. He doesn't know any Limp Biscuit. He doesn't know any Limp Biscuit. You leave it here. You left it over here. Where's he running? He's running. He's got another pick. Oh. Uh, He's going to have to In the meantime, Ms. Marketing, what they do is digital marketing. Digital uh, <clears throat> They do a little Marketing. digital play and a little digital marketing. <laughs> do, they, do any of our sponsors listen to our live reads? If forum? our sponsors heard our live reads, <laughs> this show would collapse. Yeah, tomorrow, we should stop doing that. Okay. Uh, he's, he's good. Ms. Marketing will like, get you more leads. Drop D, I'm playing I know, I know. Let's we'll see if you can do this. You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. See, there you go, Allie. Thank you, Jason. He was into it. That's stained. It's stained? Yeah. I don't know how to do that one. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what? We'll throw a couple together and come back and do something. Okay, well, we're going off the air. EGDA suspended seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't know. Craig has no idea what he's talking about. Are you lying to me? No, I'm 100% for real. And it's 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 just the two strings without the the third string. A next one over is that like A seven? And then you said what? What was the last? That was the last one. Yeah, yeah. So it's E G D and then that weird A. No. You said D, right? E G R. And then that A. Yeah, so hold on a second here. And, yeah. See, I told you, bud. Steve's like, I can't fucking believe you played the one song that Steve, that Craig would know the chord progression to. We're bringing that one Made to you. Made sound brilliant. Made this cocksucker sound like he knows what the hell's going on. I hate that. <laughs> Denison Collard sells native hemp extract. It's the best hemp. There you go. Denison. Makes the Make oil. the finest wing products oh. <laughs> all the times when I could splash it in me. No, 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 for you, yeah. And I leave the bottle by the door. I get to work down. and I'm pissed off because I forgot my CBD. But I'm on time and I'm looking in. And I can see through you, see your true oil. Because when it's in me, I'm lovely and a little horny too. I love native hemp extract and it's made by you. Denison Collard. Well, you really have a lot of fun going on here. This is what we have here. This is what we do here. Cuz. Oh, they want to hear. Masker! Masker! Masker of puppets are pulling your strings! I like that actually, Jake. You got a little Masker of Puppets shirt over there at Bullsworth Apparel? Yeah, it is Black Crows, the first one you're talking about. What? No, he was talking about playing. Play Metallica. Wow. We're just, no, we, no, we, we got to do a whole show. show. We got to shut, shut this thing down. down. Uh, who was the sponsor? Did I miss any no. sponsors? I don't think I missed any sponsors. I think I got them all. Spanish Society Outreach. Thank you. It's right underneath uh, me on the video. Not anymore. Uh, Spanish Society <laughs> Outreach. Brian Kessler, the Vibe Tribe. We've been raising money. Uh, well, we did uh, pretty much Live Aid on Friday. Jason, I don't know if you saw it, but we raised. Uh, over 500 bucks uh, just in playing Pretty a little hour and a, hour and a half concert of covers where Steve and I were just all over the place. My wife what? came in, tried to. Uh, it was pretty we impromptu. We'll do you, it again, bud. bud. Where? where did I see an invite? Remember when I was like, hey, Jason, you want to come up? You want to come up this week? Like, I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there in a minute. Well, we were talking in person, like in on the phone. I don't think you're going to have record of our conversation. Oh, yeah. Unless you're recording all of our. Always. Okay. He says, "Be careful when you talk to Jason." <laughs> Guys, thank Just you for kidding. tuning in. Steve, there is anything. one thing I don't know if Jason even knows. What does he know? Does he even know? No, he does how know. we do it, bud. Uh, you know how we even, end the show, bud. Uh, you know how we. You were end supposed our to show? actually. Do you have that thing? Make it or something. No, no. no do you that have thing? That Did thing? you bring it? That thing. Yeah. What thing? Did you bring that thing? 
Did, he bring, did he bring the... You want to soften it up and warm it up a little bit or what? Cowabunga! Cowabunga.